I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course devil stopped. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be a show prep? This could be a while. Cut face smash. Bad burning podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 68 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I am Jody. And holy shit, we have a full house tonight. We do. Well, proverbial. Proverbial. Yeah, like, well, yeah. uh, uh, what is that? Uh, not literally, but figuratively. Figuratively. There, there you go. go. The alcohol's not, not fully Look at my yet. face. I, I feel like my whole face is burning. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of look like it is, too. <laughs> yes, joining us tonight, we've got a, uh, a Skype room full of people. We've got um, Izzy Rock. Hello, how you doing? What's up? How are you guys doing? You're doing good, buddy. Good to hear your voice again. It's been a while. Glad to be on. I took a three-hour nap just so I could be on. And we, like I said, we really appreciate it, buddy. It's it's much appreciated that you're willing to stay up this late to to chat with our little old show here. So I'm glad to do it, dude. I I, uh, I had a long day of getting all my food prep ready instead of tomorrow because tomorrow's going to be busy. So. I'm glad glad to be on. I'm excited. I love the Bad Parenting Podcast. <laughs> and we love you. <laughs> and then we've also got uh, um, Will, from, otherwise known as Slacker Jedi. Will, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I'm so honored to be here. I love this show. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> uh, it's always awkward. I know. It's with, like, um, yeah, what, what do, do you I, say to that? Like, I know. Like, thank you. <laughs> well, and, it's a great show. We like I've said before, buddy. We really appreciate the feedback. I love, I love hearing that, and uh, it's always nice. As anybody who does podcasts can you know, attest, it's nice to hear somebody say, like, "Hey, look, this all this time and effort and work you're doing is actually, you know, we like it too." So, agreed. Yeah. I, I second. I that works for me. And then uh, <laughs> last but not least, we have the thunder from down under. Killa, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, but I hate your show. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not very fond of yours either. No, screw you. You did nothing for my show. <laughs> is it? Is it kind of like the uh, toothpaste commercials? Like two out of three podcasters agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I'm only here because my show couldn't go to air this morning, so I had to podcast somewhere. <laughs> oh, so we're just your rebound podcast, huh? Yeah. Oh, It'll never last. It. It'll never last. <laughs> We're just using you for your voice. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get a story about that later if you, you want to hear about it. Yeah. 
Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, w- without further ado, babe, how was your week? Great. Great. What did I do this week? Oh, I don't even. I swear, the weeks are going so fast, and mm-hmm. you know, I drink on the weekend, and I forget the. It's like an etch a sketch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's fairly that's fairly true. Yeah, um, I don't good. remember much about the week either. I mean, it's been it really was kind of a blur, and I'm I'm prepping for another out of town trip next week, yep. so that's always makes the weekends kind of wonky, and um, yeah. So, um, well, we'll just go through our guests here. Izzy, yeah. how was your week? Uh, my week wasn't too bad. We, uh, I work, uh, I don't want to say where I work exactly, but I work for a grocery chain that I work in the freezer and anytime there's a holiday, we get super busy. And so this, this past week was horrible because of Memorial day. And so I'm, I'm finally glad to be off for the weekend. Um, the week was a blur for me as well. I got, uh, some stuff done in preparation for my surgery on Wednesday. And, uh, I I work one more day and then I'm off for longer than I've been off since I was in high school. So I'm, I'm happy, but I'm also a a, a little nervous, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I've had a couple of surgeries. Um, I've had the tonsils or something else. The tonsils, you did the vasectomy a little while back, vasectomy, but that, that wasn't. I'm like, yeah, that, that should actually be higher up in my mind than it probably was. Yeah, my, you know, they they sliced my nuts. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's really strange when you have that stretch of time off work, especially when you're not used to it. You know, somebody I've been working since I was 15, so having any amount of time off more than like you know a, a planned vacation or something like that is really it's just really kind of different. Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty exciting to be able to uh, know that I'm going to have an extended time off and I'm not a guy who likes to sit around and not do anything like I'm constantly trying to find something to get done a project uh clean around the house take care of the kids you guys you guys all know how all that is mm-hmm. um oh, yeah but I I think I think focusing <laughs> on try, trying to use the time I'm gonna have off to get some stuff done um as far as like podcasts and things like that I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome. Um, so you you said you have a torn meniscus, right? I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, from what I hear, though, the the, uh, the knee surgeries are the recoveries aren't nearly as bad as they used to be. I've got a guy that I work with had both his knees replaced within, I think, like three weeks of each other. I mean, he had the first one done, was down for a couple of weeks, got the next one done, had a little walking stick for a while, and was back at it. So, um, Godspeed to you on that, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I think it's going to go well. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of doubts, and I'm generally a positive person in any way. Um, I, I, I'm not too scared of going in and getting surgery. And um, so I, I'm expecting a good outcome. I just, I'm really looking forward to time off, though. I can fully understand that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I matched it right up with uh, when the kids got out of school. Nice. I matched it up when we go into our next busiest season, which is 4th of July. And so I'm off. I, I turned 42 in June. So it's nice to be able to have just a little bit of the part of the summer off. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it gives me a chance to do a bunch of different podcasts with people since I'm going to be home in hours when I would usually be going to sleep. There you go. Yeah, so you know, make more power to you. You to do your little hobby and what you love, man. So, I love it, dude. Excellent. And then, uh, Mister uh, Mister Will, uh, you've been having some car problems. How's your week been, buddy? 
Uh, my week has been pretty good, except for, like you said, the car problems. I developed a, somehow a hole in my gas tank Wednesday afternoon. I drive all the way to work, no problems. Don't hit anything that I knew of. Didn't you know? Didn't hear anything audible. Get to work, get the delivery truck, take off, come back, and my boss is making jokes about throwing matches by my car. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I go out there, it's like this ocean of gas behind my car. Mm. Damn. Which is funny because his van was behind my car, and I was like, go ahead, light it. It's going towards yours too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I have tried twice this week to have it patched. Even took to a garage, and they patched it, and it lasted for two days. And I got home from work today, and I was like... Please tell me that's not gas. Look under the car. It's gas. Yeah. Yeah, gasoline's one of those things. It's hard to make a patch for it because it, that shit will eat through just about anything. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's time for a new tank, it sounds like. Well, I got, if tomorrow, if the tank is the whole, I got it jacked up on, you know, really high on one side, trying to get a little bit of gas to one side so it won't drip because the hole's pretty much dead center of the bottom of the tank. I'm going to try JB Weld, redneck approach. If that doesn't fix it, then I'm getting the tank. Can I save you? Have, can I save you some time, effort, and, and a little bit of heartache? JB Weld doesn't do shit on gas. I've been there, done that. So I hate to break your your hopes and dreams, but <laughs> I tried that, and all it does is make a nasty, sticky, smelly mess. I mean, if you want to get really high for some pretty noxious fumes, it'll do it for you. Um, that that combination of gas and that JB Weld shit does some amazing things as far as you know, killing brain cells. But. <laughs> <laughs> So. I was figuring that's what was going to happen. So yeah, more I, than likely, I'll be taking the tank. I'm going to take the tank off anyway to do it, just so I can get a better view at it. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Killa. So, um, internets. Mm. <laughs> internets. Yeah, you had to skip your show this week, didn't you, buddy? They still exist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this morning. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw my post. You know. The day, the day they decided to actually fix the problem that we've had for four weeks, they do it on a Sunday morning, right when I was going to record my show. So everything got shut down. So, yeah, missed our show this morning. And we we're going to have a replacement uh, third co-host because someone slept in. And, uh, yeah, that would have been you, Justin. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's all good, bud, so no, no worries there. So that um <laughs> Yeah, I returned to work, to work yeah. this week after a week off, which was a nightmare. Our work van, yeah, our work van was in the in in the garage getting fixed, so they caused dramas this week, having to load the ute up with multiple loads of coffins. And then Friday, something happened that I can't talk about, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a wonderful week for me, and um, it, it continues to be wonderful on a Sunday when bloody Telstra can't fix a problem that's been reported four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Uh, well, the good news is it's fixed. All I can and say I is there was five faults in the line. So all I can say is Telstra has its Telstra. own issues with me too, because they still send me emails yeah. about oh, that one right. weird we thing. Uh, I'm, yes, I'm a little on the edge at the moment, trying to stay calm, and I'm just happy I can get on one podcast, even if it's not mine. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Mm. Interesting things happen this week. That's all I can say. And the person involved is in my house at the moment. So. Oh yeah. Who? Well, okay. well, we'll just leave it at that then. <laughs> <laughs> at some point in time, you can tell us offline. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know, it's, you... <laughs> it's it's been an inter- it's been an interesting week all the way around because um, in the news this week, it's been you know it's 
it's yeah i you want to try to break this one jody I'm, i gonna... i don't know how to like lead into it but there's a lot of hypocrisy stuff coming out and and i don't know how much international play this is getting but um 19 kids and counting is a reality tv show on tlc about a family that has you know 19 kids and they're still counting and still going because that's a thing still um one of the She's older going distance. So we're going to be talking about Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the one of the oldest sons, no, just the oldest, the oldest. Yep. I, I wasn't sure. Um, the oldest son recently confessed to having molested several children, including his sisters. Um, back several uh, 12 years ago back when he was 15 um and it's it's kind of it's a breaking news kind of thing and everybody's up in arms about it and you know calling them out on being hypocrites because you're also talking about somebody who's big into family values and you know following jesus and all this stuff so well he was big into the family values he was keeping it in the family it was his sisters (laughs) yeah so you know there's that well and i i'm curious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I haven't heard any anything that would indicate this. So this is just in my brain. I'm not trying to, you know, put anything out there. But I'm also wondering, were there any males involved? Or was he, like, do, doing... Yeah, you never know. They didn't say. Yeah. And I think that that might have an impact on his career in, in even more. He's already been let go from mm-hmm. his positions within some of the family councils and stuff like that, where he was lobbying against gay rights and whatnot. But um, yeah, it looks really bad when you're lobbying against gay rights and then you end up that you've been molesting children. They frown on that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a little audio clip here. I'm going to play that's uh that's got, it gives a little breakdown of the um, story for those who may or may not have heard it or just so that, the listeners can hear it too, and then we'll kind of um, we'll, we'll go from there. So, once again, if internet will work for me, oh come on, you bitch! <laughs> He's so sweet. <laughs> he says yeah, that to I'm me when I'm in the that. kitchen. <laughs> That's for a totally different reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's possible we're not going to have an audio clip here. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh boy! You, if it's not the uh, the autoplay thing that's kicking my ass, it's the I'm just not going to play for you at all. Fuck off! Josh Duggar and his family are speaking out about reports that claim he was once accused of molesting five underage girls when he was 14 years old. The oldest Duggar child said in a statement to People Thursday, "I acted inexcusably, for which I am extremely sorry and deeply regret. I confess this to my parents, who took several steps to help me address the situation." I understood that if I continued down this wrong road, that I would end up ruining my life. Josh resigned from his position at the Family Research Council once the accusations became public. But his entire family continues to stand behind him. His parents, Jim, Bob, and Michelle, said in a joint statement that Josh's actions caused them to seek God like never before. Even though we would never choose to go through something so terrible, each one of our family members drew closer to God. We pray that as people watch our lives, they see that we are not a perfect family. Josh's wife, Anna, says he confessed his past teenage mistakes to her two years before he proposed, but she believes counseling has changed his life. She is currently pregnant with their fourth child. TLC, the network that airs the family show, 19 Kids and Counting, has yet to comment on the allegations. Dun, dun, dun. 
so there's that. Who knew it was easily? It was as easy as saying, "Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to grab your titties." Um, <laughs> you know? yeah. all, all the statements just keep keep saying stuff like, "Well, I was on a wrong path, and I knew that it would go badly for me if I continued to touch young women, so I stopped." Like, oh, oh you poor baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't hear him say how how this affected his sisters. I don't hear, uh, in fact, I think his parents, I know he was taken away from the family for a summer uh, and, and made to work hard labor, but um, the the shocking thing is a lot of the support and people are like, uh, like they're, they're not looking at the other side of the, the story, and that's the daughters. And, yeah. But also, I will say, you know, like within families like that, that they don't, there's not a whole lot of sex education that's taught. And when you have that many children, uh, within a family, some of that I'm sure is bound to happen. I know in my family that happened with, with some family members and I like from just to play devil's advocate, if, if like they got famous and then all of a sudden something that they did when they were a, a child essentially got blasted all over, I would feel a little empathy for them and feel a little sorry for them. But I, I do think that it's easy to pick on these this family because they speak out against other people's beliefs and other people's um, morals, and, and and they they believe that gay marriage is wrong they're just very uh picky about what they what they believe and what they don't believe and having been a christian before i can i can tell you that that community uh is able to forgive some of the most heinous acts uh within within their religion and that's that's with all religions do that but i part of me I see both sides coming from a, a family who had a lot of dysfunction and a lot of problems going on that if we were on a reality show and something that somebody did when they were 14 was made to shun and embarrass them when they were an older person. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you that it's not necessarily the act itself. It's kind of the hypocrisy that goes along with it that, yep. you know, he's known for speaking out against other people's morals. And then we find out he has this moral issue in his past. And here's what, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to spin it the other way a little bit is he, he was 15 and yeah. I'm, I come from a big family where a lot of kids played doctor when they were real young and you know, like, you know, you show me mine, I'll show you, you, you all that stuff. Right. Because big families do that and little kids do that. 15 year olds shouldn't do that. No. And that's no. where I, that's where I'm coming down on it is it most 15 year olds are more than capable of understanding personal boundaries and limits and i think i think that there's probably some some serious problems there i'm happy that it seems as though they were addressed but the fact that it was somewhat swept under the rug is what bothers me 
How many times? Th- it was four kids, right? He did this to or five? Five that we know of, yeah. So where in the hell were the parents? Uh, the three of them were his sisters. So the, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, but see, the, the problem the problem is is that it um is that they uh and and I, I can I can I can attest to what Izzy's saying about how people are willing to overlook some pretty heinous shit if you claim that you did your um you you did your due diligence whether that be um, hail marys for the Catholics or it be lash yourself forty two billion times or whatever the case may be depending on the religion um, a lot of them are willing to overlook because. Uh, one of the main tenets to the religion is that, you know, God forgives all and he forgives you for all the th- nasty, dirty things you have in your closet. So why can't you do the same for somebody else? Uh, now, all that being said, I'm not saying it makes it right. Um, but where the family's coming from is they're looking at it as, well, we dealt with this internally. We we handled it. We got him into counseling or supposedly, and this is all, I'm going to go allegedly with all of this because not, there's no real documentation because all of that's been um, expunged, which I'll get to here shortly, <laughs> um, that um, of, of exactly what methods or routes were taken to quote unquote fix this problem. But the whole, the whole thing that stands out to me throughout the entire process you, you, you know, outside of like the glaring, obvious issues of age of the kid, and he should have known better, et cetera, et cetera, are is there's not a single thing that is said about the girls and what what counseling they may have received or what things may have been done to help them get past this problem or this issue or this thing that happened to them. Um, and then going, if you dig a little deeper into the whole thing, you you, get, you start to get this whole little dark myriad of, of web of um, of uh, behavioral issues that are that are taught to these girls from the day they're popped out of that chick's vagina until you know they grow up. Um, the reason they address it the way they do is so that they are not a temptation to men or to boys. And like, even as so it goes so as far as to uh, when they bend down to pick something up off the floor, they put their hand up and hold their shirt to their neck or to their chest so that there's no chance of it falling down so that you can see any of the cleavage line. So the entire the entirety of their upbringing is boys will be boys. They're going to do what they're going to do kind of a thing. You guys have to make sure that you're not going to lead them into temptation, that you're not going to cause them to want to do these sinful, nasty things because it it's that whole, I mean, it truly is like, you know, it's the female's fault if something happens. And and it goes into that whole slut shaming, slut, you know, all that. It d- delves into that really deep, dark place there. And, um, you know... I, I just the whole thing that bothers me about it is like I said, it's just it's it's simply him. Well, I knew that if I continued to do this, then I would have a messed up life, and all these bad things are going to happen to me. And it was like, it was almost like reminiscent of um, as stupid as this is going to sound, the whole Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan thing of mm-hmm. where Nancy's on the floor. Why me? Why me? Oh my God! Why did she have to pick me? It's like, like poor poor me. It's like okay, hold on, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Back up for yeah. a second. I don't. The problem's not that you were picked out in the first place. The problem is that this other person here had this problem, and they did this to you in the first place. We're look. Well, it's it's all sorts of fucked up. Um, so it, it, it's it's disgusting that it happened in the first place. I, I'm disgusted with how the family chose to handle it. Now I'm not. I'm not surprised that it happened because like as he said i've got some extended family issues too that are along these same lines with certain members of the family and, and shit that happens and i and i do agree with izzy in the respect that it's a lot of it has to do with a lack of lack of sexual education or just the the um if you look at the insane amount of responsibility that we're sticking on hormonal teenagers from a religious perspective 
I mean, I remember back when I was growing up in the church and, and, and masturbation was, you know, it was, it it was dirty. You didn't do it. You didn't, you, God's watching you and how in the hell could you, you know, blah, blah, and just all this stuff. And, um, <clears throat> as somebody who there's, there's just a lot of hormones that pump through a kid's body and tell them that you can't do anything with those. It's, you know, it's, that's not the correct way to handle it. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it causes issues, but, um, What's what's starting to piss me off even more is that within a day of this of this whole thing hitting the you know the shit hitting the fan so to speak of the news and all that and actually getting some traction, um, all of a sudden a judge uh, ordered the records be destroyed so we have no idea exactly what steps were taken et cetera et cetera, and um, and his their reasoning behind it the judge's reasoning she said was that so that the victims wouldn't be any more. You know, susceptible. no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be drug into it, or it yeah. wouldn't have, open up these old wounds. Yada 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 yada. So, as far as a legal standpoint goes, this never happened. This guy, now, granted, he's got a tarnished name because it's all out in the media, but from a legal perspective, there's not a goddamn thing that can be done to him because. And I'm going to come out on a, on a somewhat unpopular line here and say that I don't believe that he deserved. If this had been brought up and legally addressed when he was 15 i don't believe it needed to be like this kid needs jail time or you know burned at the stake that's what <laughs> pretty <laughs> well, much yeah but clear in my opinion doing that to someone clearly indicates that you have problems and mm-hmm. if you catch it when they're young when they're you know when they're still trying to figure out what's going on in their brain you can successfully reverse that. You can deal with that. Um, so I, d- I think it's more of a big deal because it got, you know. Well, I, I honestly think that the reason it's become such a huge issue, and I, this is why I have very little to no sympathy for the guy, and I could care less if these bad things happen to him as far as he's losing his career, he's losing his livelihood, et cetera, et cetera. It's not because I think that, something he did as a 15 year old should necessarily affect him now. It's because of what you said previously is that he took the moral high ground mm-hmm. and has been spent his entire, that's how he makes his money mm-hmm. is to go into these conventions, going to these different churches and just preaching about how much of a godly good man he is and how much, how, you know, homosexuality is evil and it, you know, it's a sin and all the bad things that these do, you know, those God awful gays do, et cetera, et cetera. That's where he overstepped those bounds because, it, you know, to pull a Bible reference, you know, how can you, you know, talk about this stick in my eye with a log, log in yours or whatever, however that damn, my brain's farting right now. But um, there's no, there's no, I have no remorse because, because of that right there, because he chose to take the stance of attacking other human beings for their sexuality when, in my opinion, he did something far more heinous mm-hmm. than two consenting people who happen to have both have dicks or both have, you know, a, a, a vagina could ever do to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's that's why I have like I'm like, nope, no sympathy just because of the simple fact of, you know, you 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 chose to make this your soapbox that you stand on that. You know, and maybe he's going to try to go off of it from, well, you know, because of my counseling, I figured out that, yeah. To be clear, but I have no sympathy. No, I no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you point, you made a great point about, um, about the, the sex education that, that they don't receive in a religious environment. 
And not only that, but if you if you grow up in a family that believes that you shouldn't have sex before marriage, you pretty much don't get any exposure to how to handle when those hormones start coming on, when a, when a boy starts entering puberty. And it's one of the things, as a father, as somebody who's raising a 15, almost 16-year-old, and a 12-year-old, that it's important, as a father, to teach them how to handle things themselves that way that they're not so focused on sex. They're not so focused on how to release this energy that's building up that nature is saying, hey, you're supposed to be creating babies right now because we need to populate the earth. And um, instead of taking care of it and using it like maintenance, which I believe that we should start teaching our teenage sons and daughters, uh, but but because I have sons, I think that you should teach your sons that it's just maintenance and to take care of yourself and it will relieve a lot of tension and a lot of pressure. And that if he was taught that, if this Duggar was taught that uh, healthy sex education, not shameful sex education, that maybe he, he wouldn't even be in this position. Maybe he would be able... Um, not have that sexual tension built up that he's trying to release and and do it in a wrong way because these are the people that he's around. These are his his peers. He's with them every day, and uh, I don't I, I don't know what the thing is called, but when you are around people, uh, whether it's in a workplace or it's in a school, and and you're your opposite sex or you're attracted to somebody, sometimes things happen that wouldn't normally happen if you were out in, in just regular society. And um, have, having been around, and I don't have sympathy for him as well, but having been around family members where that stuff did happen and, and there was no sex education and sex was shameful and you sh it's not something you should be think thinking about as a child and as somebody who goes into poverty and you're you're curious about these things but everybody is telling you don't do it it's shameful it's dirty but but you're seeing commercials where sex is selling uh, all sorts of products you're seeing jokes being told in TV shows and movies that you know as a child like well, what is this secret thing that everybody's talking about? And uh, with, especially within religious communities, it's just so taught to be a shameful thing unless for procreation. It's such a weird thing within religious communities, how, how it's treated still today. What, what worries me is the girls. Well, actually, okay, A, the girls. How, how many girls are in that family? Um, I don't know the count of boys, male to female in the family. I, I have no idea. But there was five, supposedly, or allegedly, he... The, there's five uh, girls in total. Three of them are um, family, are family members. members. Okay. So, so there's only five girls in the whole family? Or five girls involved? Five girls involved. Three so in far. the family... And then so there's there's more sisters than that, but okay. So here, real quick to answer your question, here's the breakdown. There is um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine total girls, um in the family. The last one being born uh, December tenth, two thousand nine. Okay, 
So there's only five girls involved as of now that we know of. Mm-hmm. So this this judge, you know, destroyed these records. So now you supposedly can't find out who these girls are. Now in the public eye, these girls, people are going to be like, well, was it you or was it you? Mm-hmm. And see, that's going to could affect those girls. But yeah, I think it's going to affect is, them no matter what. Right. But my other question is with him. Okay, like Izzy was saying about like they should have taught him, you know, sexual education. He should have, you know, learned how to do his manly duties and, you know, get, you know, clean the pipe, so to speak. What happens if he really is in his core a chimo? Mm-hmm. And he's got his four, wife is pregnant. Yeah, with her with her fourth child. With his fourth, okay. Now, what happens if one day they come out and say, you know, oh, he's done it again? Mm-hmm. God forgive me. That's horseshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I respect people's religion. I do. I try to, you know, I'm not religious at all. I try not to say anything, but when it's so fucking asinine, especially when children are involved, mm, no, I can't. Well, and, and, you know, and I, I have to agree with you there because the way I've always looked at that is, is that I look at how prisons operate. You get a chimo in prison, and in fact, there was a, a story just like a week or so ago that happened. Um, this guy was a he was he was um, twenty three year old man who was um, in prison for um, various things that he had done to people. Um, now, granted, in the grand scheme of things, these were like sixteen, seventeen year old girls. So, were they necessarily quote unquote like? There's people that try to quantify it. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say yeah. that I'm quantifying it, but anywho, they as far as the law states, they were under the age. But he, um, he, but the pro- where he crossed the line is not only did he do, do it to somebody who was under the age, but he also it was rape. It wasn't consensual, um, okay. and he was bragging about the stuff that he had done. Oh. And these two other guys who had done, it to, in some people's opinions, far far more heinous shit than that, um, fashioned a couple of good old uh, good old fashioned uh, shanks, and not 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 only did they just shank him, they literally they actually sliced his abdomen open, and then to add insult to injury, they reached in, grabbed his guts out, and spilled him out on the floor, and let him just watch himself. And then, so he was alive and saw his insides go <laughs> under the floor, and then he had to sit there and slowly. And then they went washed up, went, and this is right, 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 right when everything was breaking for either breakfast or lunch. So they do the deed, dump his guts on the floor, say, fuck off, you sick bastard. We'll go wash up, and then they go in there and have their breakfast, and they go down to the ward, and they, hey, look, by the way, you're going to find so-and-so dead in a cell. It was us. Um, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> if you... That's balls right there. That's- but, but that's one of those things, though, is that it's like if, if these people that are in these like masculine security prisons that are in there for some pretty heinous fucking shit won't put up with that... I don't give a fuck what your religion is. You might want to double check the way you handle stuff like that because, you know, it's, yeah, it's no, pretty bad yeah. when the moral standard is coming from somebody who, in all, for all things considered, has no moral standards, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that was my thing too, having four kids. What's to stop him from touching his kids? And that's, that's pretty fucked up. And then I have to look at his wife then too and go, okay, what's her upbringing? Because she's letting this happen, you know? If if I ever was found out for doing any of this kind of crap, and Jody found out about it, I wouldn't see fucking anything. Nope. It would be she would just be gone the night one day. Well, and, no, exactly. I'd cut your balls off. Well, yes, and I, then know, I'd leave. Yes, I, I get that, but I mean, you know, it's one of those things that you wouldn't allow the kids to be around me. I mean, and it's, I, I that's safety a, precaution. Yeah, it's a safety precaution, but that's the thing that bothers me the most is that it's 
like you said, you're leaving it as a ripe opportunity for this to happen again. I mean, granted, whether or not you believe that these kind of people can be reconditioned, reprogrammed, whatever you want to say about it, um, one of the things they do in those type, those programs is they take away the temptations. So if your yeah. temptation is little boys or little girls, you probably shouldn't be around little boys or little girls. Exactly. So... This whole thing is just, I know. Uh, it's such a gross topic. It is. And I don't yeah. I don't want to stay on it too much longer because I actually have a much more entertaining thing I want to talk to. The reason why is there's a common tie between Izzy and Will about this, so I wanna I wanna move into that here in a little bit, but I, I couldn't let this I mean it happened this week. I couldn't let it slide. It was just like really oh, after all the fucking bullshit of a we're such a good family and it's so nice that the church and the community has helped us out and thank god for all of our blessings and like yeah he was thanking god for his blessings all right blessings of double d's on his sisters i mean that's just god what the fuck you know <laughs> um so it, it yeah it just the whole thing pissed me off and then it's turned into this whole back and forth of you know well he hates gays and that i can't believe he you know and I'm looking at this, all this stuff that's going back and forth about, well, you know, how could he speak out about this type of stuff, and yet he's doing these things, and, and well, you know, don't judge him because it was 15. Everybody's missing the entire point, in my opinion, of we have a core problem here, and that core problem is, as Izzy stated, and as I've stated many times in the past, we don't inform our teenagers on how to react to these things that are happening within their bodies, these desires, these, these, these things that start happening on that. We don't tell them, Hey, look, by the way, when this happens, instead of finding some chick and bend her over and muffle her mouth so she can't scream, go get yourself a, a sock and you know, you got your hand and or, or whatever. Um, I'll tell you what, there's going to be some care packages delivered to my kids when they hit these ages. I'm like, here's a gift card. Here's a gift card to Adam and Eve. Um, here's this. You guys get what you want. And well, in fact, we've actually with, with Trent. Trent has this. this um, he, he's he's boy, but he's got like he he's so fascinated about his penis. I mean, and he's proud of this thing too. Um, so, but he'll sit there and like he'll get out of the bath and we'll wrap the towel around him. Okay, that's what your jammies on. And first thing he does, he hits the hallway, rips the towel off, and goes naked, Trent, and then hauls ass down the hallway, jumps on the couch, and we'll sit there and, and do whatever. But one day he runs out there. Jumps on the couch, splays out, and just starts. He's like, it was like he's playing a banjo. He grabs it with the table with one hand. He's like, and he's and in its entails, he gets a raging hard on. And we're both looking at him, and Jody and I are like, Trent, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing with my penis. I'm like, fair enough, buddy. Guess what? We don't do that in the couch in front of other people. We don't. And we're like, nope, you don't. And so Joey's like, yeah, if you want to play with your penis, you go up to your room. He goes, okay, fine. Gets off the couch, marches little naked ass upstairs to his bedroom. He was gone for, what, a good solid 10 minutes? 10, 15, yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't any noise. He wasn't playing with toys. No. There was... And then uh, all of a sudden, I hear him come running back across the floor, and he comes down the stairs. I'm like, hey, buddy. He's like, I'm all done playing with my penis now, Dad. I'm like, you are? He's like, yes, I am. I'm like, good. Can we get some clothes on you now? He's like, yep. And we get him dressed, and he was good. <laughs> back downstairs, he was off to playing, and away we go. And there was only one other time where he tried whipping it out, and we said the same thing. If you want to play with your penis, you go to your bedroom. He goes, okay. Well, and he did that at, at my mom's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing with a penis or running to the bedroom? Playing with a penis. Ah. And I, she, she asked me what... What, what do I do? <laughs> I'm like, you just tell him you don't do that on the couch. If you want to do that, go to the bath, you know, go somewhere private. And uh, she tried it and he did. She said he did. Mm -hmm. So. And so it's, you know, that that's where the, I think the more of it focus needs to be is that we need to teach these kids ways to handle these things instead of 
saying that these are bad because it, it's such a it's, it's such a weird clusterfuck. You say it's bad now, but it's okay later. But you put these very weird constraints on it, um, and it, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, it, it, if you look at it biologically, there's there's some serious evidence that monogamous relationships shouldn't work. We've made them work, and people do seem to work okay in them. Um, but there are there are those who say that there are just some people that are not wired to be in monogamous relationships and to try to force them into that you know role of there's only one person out there for Wait, you. Wait, is this you trying to get a third no. wife again or no no no, no 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 no? I mean, if you you know, I'm I'm down if you want to bring somebody <laughs> in. I'm not saying I'm going to reject it. No, but it's not, it's not that at all. I'm just saying that it's it's this whole societal structure we have that's built around the religious. Um, uh, outlook of what a relationship is supposed to be. It's supposed to be one man and one woman together forever till death do us part. Never, ever any, you know, and I'm not to say that to say that people should just rush into marriage and not plan these things, but there's also, there should be no shame in, you know, if somebody can openly look and go, Hey, look, I know like your, your, your buddy you work with. He's like, he's like, realistically, I'm a hit it and quit it kind of guy. That's what I do. He's like, I'm not, I say I don't have a desire to be in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship. And I'm totally cool with that gentleman saying that as long as he's upfront and honest with the chicks he's hitting and quitting. <laughs> now, if he's for the most part, now, if he's playing the heartstrings and using it to his advantage and then just dumping them, that's a different, that's a little bit more of a, you know, that, that kind of sucks. I think he's not as upfront with it as he should be. Yeah. But I also don't think he's like, he's not pretending he wants a relationship either. Yeah. So. But, but from a societal viewpoint though, that's just like, well, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, just go out and have sex just because you want to have sex. What the fuck? No, you need to be miserable. You need to get married. You need to have some bitch of a wife or <laughs> asshole of a husband, and you need to be, just be be fucking miserable like I was for thirty fucking years. And you know, you get your rocks off twice, have two kids, and fucking pay for them for twenty two fucking years. And goddamn it, you die happy. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> How is that a life to lead? <laughs> you know. And just for the record, I think he is trying to broke for some kind of open relate open marriage. Oh, the contracts come in later. <laughs> but it, well. Well, sex is so tied into, uh, or love is so tied into sex, especially when you're young, uh, try, trying to figure out what love is and uh, what is love, how, how you maintain a relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's so attached to your feelings, and if I'm not getting enough sex, then I'm, I'm there's not love there, and. It's such a weird thing that we've that we've done in our society, especially in America, how we we've uh, we've had such this taboo for so long. But yet we sell we sell most a lot of our products are sold with sex, mm-hmm. everything from from um, beer to football to hamburgers. I mean, it, it's such a ingrained thing in our society that we look at it and we. We want to shame people who have sex if they're if they're women, but with dudes, we're like, yeah, right on, you're a stud, and that that thing where little girls grow up and uh, maybe there's not a whole lot of love shown shown to them. There was an article this week on Facebook that talked about crazy chicks, and and I've known some crazy chicks in my life, oh boy. and. I I know that there was a lot of a lot of things that happened with a lot of girls that I grew up with, whether the dad wasn't around or there was some molestation going 
going on with family or with uh, with neighbors that sometimes things that happen to kids early on will totally wreck them sexually later on in life where they're searching for this love in 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 sexual contact and that it's this it almost becomes this like drug that people search for but it never scratches the itch they can never figure out like what that is and a lot of that came from when they were young and what all that shit did to them psychologically um it's it's so weird to look at like the patterns of behavior in society where where people are talking about oh how can society be how it is now but if you look back like in other cultures in other uh way people handle sex like in the uk they showed boobs in their newspaper for for uh forever but over here we can show tons of violence to kids kids can play call of duty and they can go see all these massive movies that have all this violence but if we showed them boobs oh my goodness what are we doing to our children we're showing them sex we're showing them boobs we're showing them you know milk basically things that give milk give life Mm -hmm. and so we're in a weird transition with the internet and, and how kids view view themselves how kids view porn how how we're move you seeing the trend where more people are moving away from religion so you're going to get more people who believe that we should teach kids um safe responsible um body body image as they get older like how how you view yourself how you're supposed to interact with other people how sex isn't such a big thing it's great it's fun but it's 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 not everything and as you get older you you especially realize that like a relationship is way more than sex sex makes up a very little amount of what a relationship is and i think that when if you can teach that to children if you can teach that to generations that it's it's not such a big thing that you think it is it's awesome, but it's like if you can handle it yourself, if you can take care of yourself, you're not going to be out there searching it in other people and trying to get that um, that um, I, I don't know what the word is. But, yeah, I, I think I think we're in a transition period now where some people would say we're going to hell in a hand handbasket because we're so sex is everywhere and it's like girls are becoming more sexually dominant now and you're seeing you're seeing guys who are spending a lot of time searching internet porn how their their behavior is actually becoming um like they can't they don't know how to handle normal relationships because of how they view porn and so i i we're in a weird thing now where i'm interested to see what it's going to be like in 30 40 50 years yeah. And yeah, 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 I agree that, you know, like one of the things we have to definitely be that I'm going to be super solid with the kids is um, what you're talking about there with porn is that do not under any circumstances take porn as the way relationships are supposed to work because um, <laughs> because that pizza man wouldn't smack her ass if he really loved her. Well, not not even that. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's most of the girls that are in those videos have those daddy issues. <laughs> but on the flip side of it, yeah. if you if you've seen one porno. You've seen them all. 
I mean, they literally, they normally, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about if you don't, I mean, if you start branching off into like the German shies and shit, yeah, that's a whole other story. But I'm just saying for like your, your, your normal everyday, yeah. you know, like porn, just, just your normal, your, your semi-normal stuff. Um, you watch any porn video, it always starts off with, the first, what's the first thing that chick does? Like, you have penis, I must get that in my mouth. And pants to get ripped off, right? And it's the, just, it's the, it's the cookie monster only with dick, right? And then, uh, and then. It flips over into like you know he may or may not give her some oral pleasure, and then all of a sudden they're going to go into all these different positions. And there's usually some you know sometimes there's some spitting, there's some choking. there's all sorts of weird shit that goes on in these things, right? There's never like you know any canoodling, cuddling, you know, and and or any kind of stuff. And, and, and there it, is in girl porn, and that is a thing. I know, but porn for well, women well, is a thing. Yeah, yeah porn for women, uh, like so. So I, I, I view porn every now and then, and sometimes you'll come across porn that you know is directed by a woman or it's uh or it's geared towards women and it is more sensual it is more like love making it isn't this you know oh you know let's (laughs) let's just get it on it's not this animalistic thing it's more of a caring caring thing that if you're in a relationship like i've been with my wife since 92 we've been together since we've been married since 96 that in a relationship, you want those moments. You know it's not always like that. You know sometimes it's just sex. It's just like l- let's just make it happen just to make it happen. That mm-hmm. uh, The kids and life itself sometimes it makes other things a pain in the ass. But just like kids need maintenance, adults need maintenance too. And that, um, you know, take it back to this, this Duggar guy, like – a lot of a lot of people who have strong religious beliefs as they get older they they start having some weird sexual stuff going on because they still have this weird thing about sex going on and in those communities like you you see the most viewed porn or the most like some of the weird porn out there is viewed by the religious communities <laughs> yeah did you know that Mormon porn is a thing? Is it really? Yeah, there's Mormon porn, and it's like people with their garments on getting after it. And, and all of, and, and you, you guys have seen the Muppet Show, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like like the Muppet Show, up in the balcony, there's Joseph Smith just looking down, making sure oh, it's all no, going okay. You're f- <laughs> liar. Sorry, I had to go there for a joke. Come on. <laughs> so. Um, does, is there anything else anybody would want to say on this, this particularly wonderful topic before we, uh, we cleanse the palate and move on? <laughs> I, I would just tell your children, if, if you guys are out there listening to this and you grew up in one of those communities where it, maybe your family is still telling you that's the normal way to go, trust me, it's not. You can totally break away from that mentality if you haven't figured that out by now. And uh, find yourself a community of cool people who support your beliefs. Well, and not to mention the fact that you can you can do that, but you can also do that and still keep connection with some of the people that are still in that community, i.e., parents, loved ones, whatever. Assuming yes. that their their religion allows for that as well, too. Um, and and or even if their religion doesn't allow for it, if they're willing to tell the people to fuck off, they're not going to lose that relationship. Um, it took me a little longer to realize that than I would have liked, but I'm happy now. I'm I'm not going to you know I'm not saying that I don't believe in a god or that I don't you know anything like that. I'm just saying that I don't believe in religion, and religion is a man-made thing. And there and because of that, I don't follow it. I don't 
I don't agree with it because there's so many chances for, you know, men or, or women or whoever were writing it to put in what their beliefs were and then say, oh, but this is divinely inspired by the Almighty himself, so you have to follow my twisted views and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I would fully agree with Izzy on that. You know, there there are ways to, to exit those communities or get out of those situations and find people. And and atheists aren't bad people. Agnostics aren't bad people. There There's some, you know, there's some very awesome, loving, caring people that, you know, don't believe in a god or don't believe in the particular god that, you know, the, the majority should be, says they should believe in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so just branch out a little bit and, 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 you know, you, 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 you'll find them, you'll find them and, and, you know, and don't be afraid of, of what's going on in your pants. Just don't be using that as an excuse to, uh, <laughs> to be messing with little kids. That's just not, it's not acceptable in anybody. Don't book. be afraid of the pants monster. <laughs> You're going to be afraid of my pants monster later. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> too far. No, too no. far. <laughs> I gotta stick it in there every once in a while. Come on. No, God, don't say it like that. <laughs> now I'm gonna blush. <laughs> and on that note, should we go ahead and uh, cleanse the palate and move on to the next thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and do that. I got something here that'll help uh, reset dun, our dun, dun. reset us. Maybe. What is love? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Everybody soothing now? Ooh. Yeah. Think back to Night at the Roxbury, start shaking your head. Mm-hmm. Already am. <laughs> and this is totally a 90s video, too. That is some seriously tight spandex. Wow. Okay. <sighs> Duckers are going away. Hadaway's coming in. Mmm. And he's doing the whole shirtless vest thing. That was such a 90s thing, too. Like, I'm, I'm going to wear a vest, but no fucking shirts. My little, you know, yeah. Look at my man packs. All right. Are we good? We're good. Okay. Let's continue. All right. Or change. Hey, hey real, real quick. Speaking of a, a vest, when I was um, a teenager, not, I was in high school, we had this club that was a strip club, but on Sunday nights, it was a teen, teen club, um, which was weird. But they they had lip syncing battles where you could go and you could lip sync up there. And I had, as a teenager, I had my ripped jeans, I had uh, a, a leather jacket, and I had no shirt. So I had the leather jacket with no shirt, mullet up there lip syncing, whatever song I was at the time. And I thought that was really cool and I thought that was a good way to go. <laughs> that is amazing, dude. <laughs> And uh, I, I fully support it. So, no. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Where's the video of that when we need it? You know, you, you, uh, I, I, if it was 2015, I'd have video. <laughs> It'd be all over Vime and you know Vimeo and. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! So it looks like um, Killa's internet problems were not all fixed. Or he just got bored of us talking. He about... dro- no, he would have messaged me, he, but he, he like he dro- he's not on. He's not anywhere. He's not responding to anything. So he got bumped off again. So poor buddy. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's actually kind of cool that we have uh, uh, Izzy on tonight, as well as uh, Mr. Slacker, because they've both asked the same question, but at different time frames mm-hmm. in the show. And we briefly touched on it before with a voicemail that Izzy left, and um, Will said he wanted to talk about it a little bit more tonight. And that is, um, what age is it acceptable to start in- introducing more 
adult type stuff and and will was very specific not porn <laughs> yeah but <laughs> when i wrote that i was like oh shit not <laughs> <laughs> when do you start introducing your kids to adult movies i don't mean that kind of adult movie <laughs> At what point in time do I tell my son about doggy style by showing him <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas? No. <laughs> um, but so, and, and it's actually, it's, it's, an, it's a really interesting question, and I think we, it's an interesting topic because it, and it actually kind of ties into the um, previously forgotten about uh, thing we were talking about mm-hmm. as far as what our society views as acceptable standards for children's viewing, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the Call of Duty, the, the modern warfare is the... Here's what I th- perfect example of this Grand Theft Auto. Who here has played Grand Theft Auto? Anybody going once? Yes, I love it. All right. So, Jody, have you? I've heard of it. I, I, okay. my, my video gaming skills go about as far as Lego. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes. So, there was a huge debacle back in the day. Um, I would say probably seven years ago. When Grand Theft Auto moved from being the overhead, the 2D overview, where you were like, you know, it was like you were looking from the sky down on the city to actually being like more of a first person type player, um, where one of the games had this thing where you could, uh, you could take your girlfriend. This that you were like this, you were this gangster of some sort, but you had a girlfriend or girlfriends. I can't remember what the case was, but you could actually, you could take her, and there was this mod you could apply to the game. I think it was called Hot Coffee. And you could, yeah, yeah, and you could take it back to. Um, I should probably let Will tell the story. He's the gamer guy here, um, but you could take her back and you could have sex with her. And we're talking like some like seriously blocky, choppy, animated, you know, cartoon type sex. Animated you, cartoon sex. Yes, exactly. And people lost their ever loving goddamn minds. Don't you remember yeah. before that, like Duke Nukem and mm-hmm. and all these. No, but Duke Nukem, that one, if you listen to the dialogue in that game. No, but my a, parents <laughs> had a big problem with Jake playing that because. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like naked women in the screens on the TVs mm-hmm. passing some of the rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, this problem is age old kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and so the problem, but, but it was it was stru- it struck me as hilarious when I saw this little old lady who had bought her fourteen year old grandson a copy of Grand Theft Auto. I've heard this, and was waggling her little bony old lady finger. To, to the camera, I can't believe they let my, these kids, these kids play this stuff, and they put these things in these video games for kids, and this and that. And I'm like, and I'm, it's not working. yeah, and I was working at a computer store at the time, or I was just fresh out of it. I'm like, it's not. There's there's ratings like movie. And did you not see the the, the, the MA rating on the side of the box? But oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Your problem is the, the virtual sex. <laughs> what about the, the 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 hooker he just stabbed and killed for her money so he can go get this car to go pick up his girlfriend? That's all good. Stabbing hookers is fine because they're ladies of the night. You know that's bad in the Lord's eyes. Um, but. Yeah, <laughs> showing somebody. It's okay to kill hookers, son, <laughs> yeah. as long as you don't sleep with them. <laughs> and so this whole thing, I was like, oh my god, hold on here. We have this. It's a it's a much deeper problem than this. Why are you letting your kid play a shoot 'em up game in the first place? Um, but that that ties into this whole thing of we are totally chill. And I've had to catch myself doing. I, I should say I've caught myself having an issue with this, and I've had to really like back, you know, like think about it. Like, mm-hmm. no, this shouldn't be an issue. We're like. I want as you know. First off, I believe that the age appropriateness of something can't really be defined by a number, right? Um, because that was going to be my first. Yeah, the first thing I say when somebody asks how old, you know, I go, "Well, first off, throw your PG thirteen and your R's out the window. Don't even." 
think about judging your kid's readiness based on some old fuddy-duddies deciding what is and is not okay and how many times you can say fuck as long as it doesn't refer to the act of sex it just refers to you know oh, oh fuck i stubbed my toe so throw your um what is it mp m r i'm drunk i can't remember the the <laughs> yeah yeah that one uh throw that out the window because it just doesn't matter I was I was a kid watching, you know, rated R movies at a really young age as long as they were I mean, guess I guess what I should say is it wasn't necessarily appropriate for me to be watching them, but it fed my brain and it gave me a lot of knowledge that I didn't have in the first place. Um and not in a sexual way, just more of a, you know, this is the way the world works kind of way. I don't believe mostly in censoring what our kids watch or listen to a lot i get a lot of flack for letting the kids listen to music with curse words in it but you know that's what we do i never i never censor my kids music right they can listen to any music they want right and that's what we do too and i i've gotten flack my my sister was like the kids were singing some song and you know a curse word slipped out or whatever and she's like oh and i'm like we just don't because i remember when i was in fifth grade fifth or sixth and this is dating me so you'll know how old i am meredith brooks song bitch was like the song right oh god my wife loves that song (laughs) (laughs) we weren't even allowed we were doing a like memory book in our classroom we weren't even allowed to write that that's what our favorite song was even though at the time this was like chart topping number one hit right we weren't even allowed to say that that was our favorite song in our quote-unquote memory book um which just seemed like completely ludicrous to me like oh we can listen to it all we want on the radio but we can't talk about that that we like it that makes no sense at all well, I'm I'm sure that some of the people in charge there were probably thinking that your mom was a very bad mom for letting you listen to it in the first place. But you know, um, yeah, she didn't know. She banned me from listening to Alanis Morissette. Yeah, so <laughs> well, that chick's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the funniest part was I had to go find out what the she told me. You can't listen to it because of that line about going down on a th- in a theater or whatever. And I'm like, what does that mean? I actually had to go and find out what it meant. <laughs> Well, and the, the funny thing about that line is when I heard it, when that song came out and I heard that, I'm like, you know, that's actually not a very pleasant experience. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would be no, It's not. I can tell you from, I can, because <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got, you know, we've been there, done that. Um, the uh, Gone down on somebody? In a no, 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 no. I, I, no, it was. It, <laughs> <laughs> give me, Give me Sorry. a second. I had to go there. Sorry. <laughs> and she. Yeah. No, we um there was a back one of the horny teenager. Mm-hmm. I took my girlfriend out to go see a movie and we ended up going to this uh, like a matinee viewing of I don't even remember what the hell it was. Um <clears throat> we we were just hoping against hope that uh that the theater was gonna be empty so we could, you know, neck it out and have you know, have a little bit of fun in the theater and uh and uh, so I, I don't even. Uh, it was probably something. I mean, it was. I don't like I said. I I do not remember. I know it was a shitty movie because we didn't care that the movie was plain. Um, and she did. She went down on me in the theater, and that part was awesome. I mean, I'm like, I'm out. This is whoa. This is so. This this is bad. I'm like, I'm out in public. I'm getting my dick sucked. Um, this is exciting. But wait, wait, wait. What if I get caught? Oh my god. You know, <laughs> there's all this stuff. So that part was like, as, you know, as a dumb, stupid teenage boy, like, ooh, this is kind of cool. But when I had to help peel her off the floor, <laughs> I'm like, all this spills. 
<laughs> from all like, the soda and the shit that gets spilled on the floors and all that. I worked and, in a movie theater. I know. Yeah, yeah. And then we had, you know, then she had like, it looked like she was wearing kneecaps <laughs> or knee pads from where those stains were on her jeans, right? So, and it wasn't something you could wash out because it was like soda pop stains. Like, how the hell are you going to hide that? No, she wasn't on her knees. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Mr. So-and-so. Um, I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's that's not exactly a fun experience. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about movies. We were, or just no content in general. I know, but I'm. I think um, we were. Well, focused. like I, Ezra wanted to watch. Uh, <laughs> see that Graham just came back. Sorry, mates, <laughs> still being a bitch. Um, <laughs> Ezra came to me, and he knows that I absolutely adore the Terminator movies. And I'm going to preface this with one and two. I like those a lot. Not a huge fan of three. Four is... Eh, I'm, I've got some hope for this next one. We'll see. Um, but the first two movies, like I, I, I cut my teeth on those as far as that whole sci-fi time travel genre goes. So um, they hold a very special place in my heart. Um, Me too. So and James I, Cameron can make a good movie. He can. He can when, he's, when, you know, when he wants to. Um, then he can also make a Blue Kitty porn movie too. It's whatever. But. Oh, whatever. It wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> it wasn't a good one. <laughs> sure, it's always a good one. <laughs> it was, Fern Gully, CrossFit Alien. Exactly. Okay, the, Fern Gully. I'm so glad. Okay, when I first watched that movie, I left the theater going, "Oh my god, I've seen this before." <laughs> we used to watch Fern Gully like when I when it was you know relatively new and I was relatively young. We used to watch that like once a week, if not more often. So it was pretty ingrained in my brain. And I'm like, it's just that, only different. And uh, nobody believed me until somebody famous said it. Okay, when I saw Avatar for the first time, that it, first off, I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't want to, not one of these people that like litter or just want to destroy the planet or anything like that. After I saw Avatar, I just wanted to go burn a fucking tree down. <laughs> Those blue fuckers were so retarded. Move to another tree. Let them have the fucking rocks or whatever. Dear God, I'll kill everybody for unobtainium. And I don't even love- get me started on unobtainium. <laughs> That's what I was say. I, was, I love the fact they called it unobtainium. It's like, wait, if it's unobtainium, how are you obtaining? He had it in his hand in the camera. This is unobtainium. There are like three guys at the theater. I'm pretty sure you just obtainiumed it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a box of it outside. <laughs> I, I got some more in my trunk if you need some. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so he he wanted to watch the Terminator franchise, and he's very he, he's very um very much ahead as far as his his understanding, his his intellect, etc. Granted, there's still that ten year old capacity in some respects. We have to really balance it. But like he's currently reading the Wheel of Time series, and I don't Which know. We if, have not read. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I. Only reason why I allowed him to do it is I, as somebody I trust implicitly has read it and gave me a, a rundown of what it was about. And I'm like, okay, cool. He can read that. It's it's good. But like, I. I literally almost blacked out just reading the synopsis of this book. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Oh god. Uh, seizure. I'm like having like he a talks mini. about it sometimes, and he's like, and so and so did this and this and this and that and the and, other and this and, I, and that. I start and twitching, the, and a little yeah. bit of drool comes in my mouth. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Like stop, you stop. thought Tolkien was serious. Yeah. This is like way beyond yeah so um my first thought was okay he wants he wants to watch these terminator movies because he knows how much i love them i want to watch them with him too but there's the boobies in that sex scene at the end of the first one and i'm like i I don't know about that maybe we'll just watch robocop instead and (laughs) as soon as that thought process went through my head i stopped my hold a whole whoa 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 Wait, did I just think oh what and so then i just had to check myself i'm like i just said 
maybe I will introduce my son to RoboCop <laughs> <laughs> well, instead of Terminator because of boobs. <laughs> well, there's no sex in RoboCop. No, there's just hookers and blow and, um, and a lot of uh, blood, guts, yeah, and but, gore. But that scene was awesome. Oh, no, I agree. No, no, I love RoboCop. Uh, trust me. Once again, Clarence Boddicker, come on. Yeah. Bitches leave, right? Yeah, no, the best line in movie history. <laughs> no, later, Bobby. Yeah, I, I know, I, I, adore RoboCop, the first one too. You can ask Jody. I've made her watch it before. She's not a fan. Um, so, <laughs> oh. but, but it was the, the whole thing for me was that you know I was perfectly okay with like you know that big spike to the dude's neck at the end, the blood going and all that jazz. But a pair of not even like really good tits, just a pair of tits. <laughs> was going to make me, you know, I'd have to explain sex to my son. And and then, so the, like, all the, all those normal thoughts that you uh, were starting to, not normal, but the normal thoughts that people start to have were, like, rolling through my head. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on. No, that's not, okay, yeah, so she's got, they're having sex. You want to know why? Because they love each other. And guess what? A penis and a vagina feels pretty fucking good. I can explain that. Okay, I can, <laughs> I can work this out with him. It's fine, you know. Um... So I ended up, he was uh, nine, he was almost 10, he, it was like right before his birthday, and we sat down, we watched it together, and he did that whole awkward, I'm watching a sex scene with my dad thing, which was actually kind of, that was actually kind of pleasant, because it was nice to actually get, because I went through so much of that with my dad, there'd be like certain movies coming on, something come up, and he was like, oh god, my old man's in the room with me here, and he's probably having the same thoughts about this, ew, oh, oh god, no, 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 and oh wait, he wants to do that to my mom, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing more awkward than sex scenes with your parents in the room. So it was that that part was you know pleasant, just like ah ha ha, it's your turn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 but um, it was like I, I really had to check myself. I'm like, why would I have a problem with a movie just because there's boobs in it when really the, the whole core of it um, stems down to 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 really it's the it's the the you know. It's the other content that can be equally as damaging if you're not able to explain it or, or talk to your kid about it or, or are unwilling to do so. Um, like with Terminator, it was really easy to, to explain the, the amount of blood, guts, and gore and violence. It's like that, that thing is a machine, and it's programmed to do one thing. It's programmed to kill. Why is it programmed to kill? Because you know, not not to get too deep into the plot and all that. Basically, the thing is, it has direct instructions that it's supposed to do this one thing, and it's really fucking good at. It. That's why it's doing this. That's almost better and easier to explain to a child why this thing's killing and just wrecking life than it is for like you know why is somebody a normal human doing that? Because it's hard to explain like how a human could glitch and cause something like that to happen versus a you know a machine. So, um. Pardon me, sorry. <coughs> we got a lot of flack when Ezra was younger from other slightly older relatives that he wasn't allowed to play things like Call of Duty yeah. and um, things like that. And somebody, one of the cousins, you know, asked me, he's like, well, why can't he play Call of Duty with me? And I'm like, because you're playing a game where humans kill other humans and you're doing it for fun. Now, if you want to go play Halo or I think it was Halo. Mm -hmm. I, I, you're going <laughs> to very quickly learn how much I don't know about video games. Like, if you want to play Halo, if you want to play, like, some alien shoot 'em up game, whatever, it's not that I have a problem with guns, and it's not that I have a problem with him learning about warfare in general. I like, I, I think he's fairly educated about that. But I have a problem with people killing people for sport. Period. Jody, Jody, 
those aliens have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but when the alien invasion happens, Ezra will be prepared. Like mentally, he will be he will be prepared to fight them off. <laughs> yeah, when you're playing Call of Duty, you're shooting bad guys. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, they're human bad guys. Well, and I'll, I'll I'll extend on that a little bit. Growing up. With the way that I did, I played. Now I'm by no means great at them, but I played a lot of video games, and I worked in a computer shop in my teenage years, so I saw a lot of shit I probably shouldn't have seen well before a certain age. Um, but I was never under. I'm never. I never have been. And I never will be one of those people that thinks that just because somebody is exposed to something. That, that that's going to be what causes them to go out and do those things. If somebody, oh. if somebody's breaking reality. Or if somebody can't break reality from from fantasy as far as a video game versus real life goes, there's a much, much deeper... At a certain age. No, at a certain age, yes. There's a much deeper-seated issue there as far as, you know... Well, I'm I'm not going to even say a certain age, a certain mentality level, a certain certain capacity to understand these kinds of things as far as from a mental perspective goes. Um, But if you've got somebody, it doesn't matter their age or mental capacity, whatever. If they can't break apart that this is fictional, it's 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 bits and bytes, numbers that are displaying an image on a screen, and it's just a way for me to unwind. Versus, I'm going to take my 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 Glock nine and go out here and put a bullet between somebody's eyes, and they can't draw that distinction. But we've been having this argument for years, like natural born killers in the '90s. You know, movie comes out, natural born killers. Oh, we like to just kill people for the fun of it. We'll call it a thrill kill. Blah Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. And then people go and start doing it. And who gets blamed? The movie. Mm-hmm. The movie, the movie company, the people yep. who wrote it, the people who put it out there. But that but that break in reality had nothing to do with the movie. No. Exactly. It had everything that's, to do with people's brains not working. That's my point, is that, that, that I think much like the sexual thing, we point the fingers at the, at the wrong items. We say that, you know, because these people might be sexual deviants. Obviously it's, it's the way we, that, that it's the fact that they didn't have a moral upbringing where they knew that the blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not that it's that there's, there's something else going on wrong. And, and the one place where we have, we have forked from the animals that we sprung from is that we tend to want to save people. We tend to want to try to fix them, make them better, etc. You, 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 I'm going to speak from my own personal preference, my own personal opinion here. If I've got an animal, let's say a dog, and the dog attacks my children, depending on the severity of the attack the first time, he's going to catch an ass whooping no matter what. We'll see what's going to happen after that. But if he even shows much, as, or he or she even shows shows even the slightest amount of aggression towards my kids again, if they make it to an adoptive situation with a non-child home, that animal will be lucky because. There is something not okay with that animal to attack something like that. You know, assuming it's not been abused, beat on, etc. So I'm just talking about like a normal. You know, there's there's just there are some animals out there that aren't correct. And like on a farm on a farm situation, what do they do when there's like a, a bad apple? It's like okay, you're done. Move on. Next one, please. Um, we as a society, because we've got this higher elevated amount of learning and whatnot, etc., we view that as not an acceptable way to handle things. So we try to fix people, but much like your gas tank will, there are some things that just aren't fixable. You know, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. I mean, my own personal thought process. There are some things that you might not be able to fix, and we need to really take a look at what is it going to take to protect society from those particular issues. Um, so, 
if there is that break where they can't t- tell the difference between what's being displayed to them on a TV or a computer monitor versus somebody looking them in the eye and actually being alive and breathing in front of them, there is a much deeper-seated mental illness issue that we need to look at and see what we can do to try to get that corrected, if it's correctable at all. Well, uh, let's look at a couple of examples of things that have happened uh, that I I can remember throughout history, uh, throughout recent history, where people did things and other... uh, and the things that they were influenced by got blamed for that. I can remember Ozzy Osbourne, um, su- the song Suicide Solution was blamed mm-hmm. for the uh, attempted suicide of this teenager back in the day, uh, as well as the Judas Priest song. I was going to say the Judas Priest song, too. Yeah, from that, you had a whole generation of mothers who were freaked out because they thought heavy metal was telling their children to kill themselves. And th- that extended to other forms of, of, uh, of media, like you looked at Two Live Crew, you look at um, NWA. Like there was, there was a lot of stuff that happened where there was a lot of fear that, oh, our kids are going to hear this and they're going to, to copy what they're doing. Uh, now let's flash forward to today where in, in recent news uh one of the one of the kardashians uh has big lips and kids there was some meme going around where kids were putting glasses on their mouths and making their mouths big because they saw this uh media personality who had big lips and so they were doing this as a challenge and so we see that some kids some kids, and these might not be kids who have good guidance at home, that some kids will will take and do things negatively to affect their community based on things that they see, based on uh, things that they hear, based on things that they watch. Uh, but I don't think that we as a society should keep those things away from people i i just think that we need a better education and be prepared when things like that happen Mm -hmm. i mean if if we went and banned everything that every person did that was dumb we we would all be living in a nerfed out world yeah and I, i don't i don't think any of us any of us want that so i think we need to temper our like shock when we see certain things in video games and movies. Like I was a huge fan of natural born killers and movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I used to go and rent movies like Faces of Death. And somebody would look at me and and they would go, hey, why is this person so into this? Are they going to commit acts of violence like that? And for me, it was just... um an interest in those things. Mm-hmm. It was uh, from an early age. I enjoyed movies like Jaws. I enjoyed movies like The Shining. I I enjoyed a lot of horror and science fiction and fantasy. And my world was consumed by a lot of uh, comic books and Kiss. The you know the band Kiss for me when I was a child. You saw this band up there spitting blood and. Sh- breathing fire on stage and that they were talking about sex in their songs and 
you know, there was, uh, I was talking about it on a podcast recently, how even a band like Kiss that we can look back on and go, you know, all that was kind of shtick. That some people at that, when I was growing up, saw that band or saw a band like Marilyn Manson as uh, an assault on modern society, on what families were supposed to be like. And I'm sure some kids were were influenced to, to, to do some dumb shit by listening to some of those lyrics and stuff. But I, I think we have to be careful to attach... Um, fault on a lot of media based on what kids do yeah. and I, I don't know I don't know how to to go ahead and 100% make it safe for everybody because I don't think it will be because I think kids are going to do dumb shit well, for forever they've always done dumb shit it's how they figure it's how they figure out how not to do dumb shit but um but I don't know. I don't know how we as a society can transition besides being open and have conversations like this where somebody might hear it and they'll go, maybe I should talk to my kids about uh, the movies that they watch. Maybe they don't understand that it's not real life, you know? Well, and for me, I, I know when I came out of Mad Max reason, recently, like you, you remember going to see movies back in the day and you would come out of the movie and you would feel like you were in that movie. When I got behind the wheel of my car... <laughs> After seeing Mad Max, I could feel like if I didn't have a little bit more control, I would want to drive like super fast and out of control. And have one of your kids hang out the front playing a flaming guitar, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't seen. Only if we were in a desert. I haven't seen the movie yet. I've just seen lots and lots of screenshots and gaps and talks about that. So. uh... Um, but see, for me, what it is, is, is there, the, you know, I'm just going to put it out there and say, I don't think there is a way that we can, as a society, 100% fix this, because that's where I think that we've gone too far from, because there's there's a balance we need to strike. There's the whole, there's the age old adage of where some people say it takes a village to raise a child. And there's the other ones that say, no, it doesn't. It takes a, you know, a, a good structured family, yada, yada, yada. And actually, it's a pretty decent balance of both because personally, I don't need somebody else telling me what I can and cannot do with my kids as far as what they're exposed to when it comes to like, you know, what music they listen to, you know, so on and so forth. Also, I don't need somebody telling me that it's wrong to want to have any type of sexual intercourse with my daughter because I know that just that I, I know that that is not an okay thing to have. Um, or do or want or anything else like that. That's just, it's not acceptable. I don't need somebody else to tell me that. Um, I think what it needs to come down to is that really outside of there's going to be circumstances and times where you're going to have people who just, you know, and I've got some friends or, you know, and even, even some listeners that I've spoken with in the past where they're, they're, they're clueless as to what they should and shouldn't be doing or what's okay or how they should react to certain situations because they haven't, they didn't have that, an upbringing where they where they learned these things you know, or these or, or saw or had any examples in their lives of what it was like to have a good mom or dad around or a good mother or father figure type person around, um, so but I don't need somebody to tell me that t- that showing Terminator to my nine and a half year old almost ten year old son was a bad idea because he's just fine because I know he can handle it. But that's me making a personal decision there. I don't. I don't. I don't need, nor do I want somebody else to tell me that. So, you know, it's like, that's why I almost even think that ratings on movies is ridiculous. I mean, it's 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 good to help well, you. Well, not like anybody fucking listens anyway. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, 
people are bringing their, you know, two-year-olds to PG-13 movies and their 10-year-olds to rated R movies. But those are the ones that do need society to step in a little <laughs> bit and smack them around. And I'm not, you know, people can do what they want. I, I'm a firm believer. And even when I catch myself judging people, I say people can do what the fuck they want with their kids. But, you know, like have some judgment. Like going to see a movie where a couple who are in a good relationship or even a semi-relationship or at least an honest and open relationship are having sex, probably not a horrible thing for a 10-year-old to see that sex is normal and it's okay. Going to see a movie where a girl gets raped, maybe maybe too much for a 10-year-old, you know? like. And yet we have this contractual rape movie that came out not too long ago yes. that women are going to in droves because it's empowering to the female to get tied up and choked and, and all this other jazz. But it was okay because she agreed argue, to it I in won't argue whether or not it's empowering for a woman to be a submissive in a submissive and dominant relationship because I believe that that can be very no, true. Th- that's not that's not what this is, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie, and especially those books, that's not what that relationship is. And it's a shame that people think that 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 what happens in that movie is okay mm-hmm. um well and here's here's another example of how the unrated I, version just came out today yay or recently whoopty fucking yeah do unra- <laughs> unrated version is- in fact hold on guys we're gonna have to pause it right now i need to go to the store just down the road i'm gonna get a copy of this i'll be right back and i'm sorry there's such better stuff out there if if that sort of thing yeah there's it, debbie does dallas that is no. far more culturally why are you pulling out like 80s porn because it's better than the fucking 50 shades of gray bullshit right (laughs) that's that's how bad that movie suggests actually good no no no, no, i'm saying that's how bad that piece of fucking steaming shit is is that you take a shitty 80s porn on a worn out vhs that's been watched 300 times and probably in all the good parts yeah exactly because it was just rewound and played rewound and played rewound and played and that's still a better goddamn movie than or book or whatever than 50 shades of gray will ever have a chance of being so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i think i just broke his brain he's actually like his eyes are crossed that, that it's just i i ranted about this on on coffin joe it's there's nothing empowering or anything everything that these women want that movie to be it's not he's not saying it's okay for you to if you want to be submissive that's okay he's saying no see look right here you signed you can't come back and 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 get me in trouble for any of this stuff now would you like a new laptop good i want to put it in your ass Oh, you want a car? Here, let me smack you around a little bit and choke you a little bit. Yeah, the the whole the whole premise in the movie is like you know is it's basically a, a gist of like you know, you, can I do this to you? No. Well, would you like a new computer? Okay, go ahead and put it in my butt. Or you a know, yeah. how the fuck's it gonna fit? Damn, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you really want that MacBook bad enough, you'll find a way. <laughs> Life finds a way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the office? Anyway, <laughs> never mind. I thought you put him in your butt when you don't want life to find a way, but okay. Um, but but let's let's flip this on his nose a little bit here. <clears throat> I'm getting a lot of flack recently. Um, my sister is a huge, huge, huge Gilmore Girls fan. Like she watched that show religiously when it was on. She's got all the box set DVDs, yada yada yada. And she watched, she's probably been through the entire series, you know, half dozen, dozen times and could quote you, you'd like, okay, this episode at 22 minutes in, what happened? And she could like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, she could, she loved it that much. So I had a lot of exposure to this, but I rebelled against it as a, as a, you know, at the time I was as old as I was, because I'm like, oh God, it's a girl crap. Ew. Um, 
and I was listening to, I don't even remember which podcast it was, but one oh, of the many, it might have been Hamfisted Radio with Bobby Roberts, and he was talking about how it's actually not a bad show if you just... The writing is really good. If you, and, if you watch it and you, and, yeah. and, you know, and hey, he said that he's like, the writing's really good. The dialogue's quick. It's, it's quippy. It's funny. So I'm like, fuck it. You know, my sister liked that. I'm going to give it a shot. So I started watching it. And you know what? If you can get past, uh, quote, quote, get past the fact that it's a girl, a show oriented around a mother and a daughter, which why should that be a bad thing for a man to have to watch a, a strong female daughter relationship? That's bad. Okay. Whatever. Um, the show is decent. I mean, it's it's like any other late '90s, early 2000s WB show. It's got its cheesy moments. It's got its weird little stuff that would show up in those shows. But overall, it's it's a good show, and it's something good, decent to have on the background. You don't have to pay like a lot of attention to it. You see, here I am excusing it again. <laughs> but I have people like you watch Gilmore Girls. What the fuck, man? Where you're nuts. Blah blah blah. Well, my son watches it too. You're like you, you let him watch that crap. You ain't afraid he's gonna grow up to be sissy. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> and it's like, why? Why do you care? So you don't like Gilmore Girls? Don't fucking watch it. Guess what? I don't like, you know, uh, here, here's a perfect example with Jody and I. I can't stand most reality television. She's got the sweet spot for, like, Survivor. I only have a few that I like, and I don't watch them anymore because they've all gotten really bad. But, but you did. But I did like Survivor and, and some, Amazing Race, and that's pretty much it. And now you're watching this, like, LARPing one? No, It's like I LARPers just, in, in... It's on Netflix, and I it's tried... It's LARPers in space or something like that. I don't know. It's like... What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like... He's the, giving me a hard time because I was trying to find something that we could watch <laughs> with the kids in the room, because no. that's hard to find. Yeah, it is. I, I am. I'm actually... I'm giving her, I'm you know giving her a pretty hard time, but but she she loves reality television, like and, and okay, she. Okay, you are making no. You are no. saying love, and I don't love anything. <laughs> uh, the, I'm just, I okay, want to draw the line. I'll, I'll here. back up there a little bit. She likes it a lot more than I do. Yes. I, has that a better? That is of, a very accurate okay. statement. You like it a lot better than I do. Um, so. I, but I'm like, you know, she watches those things. I'll get up. I'll leave the room. I'll come do something else or I'll get my phone, my laptop, do something else. I'm not going to hate on her for it. It's something that she enjoys. It helps get her her escape from reality or whatever she needs that break, you know, mental break, whatever. So why do we hate on people for that? Why do we have to judge other people for what they do and don't do outside of like, are they diddling little kids? Um, so when it comes to me and, and, or my family and what I'm doing with my children or what Izzy does with his kids, that's. Once again, unless we're doing something heinous, that's our business. We should be able to, um, you know, Will, if you want to, you know, show your kids slasher or whatever, fine. Go ahead and do it. Why do, why do I have to care? You think your kid can handle it? Maybe they dig it, they get into it, whatever. Totally acceptable, you know. Um, I don't get why we think that we have to police everybody else all the damn time. I mean, I know that there's got to be certain times that you have to step in and whatnot, but... I just, I don't yeah. get it, you know? It doesn't make sense to me why we have to always be like, you know, well, if you don't do it the way I do it, then you're doing it wrong. Well, no, not necessarily, because, like, even with our three kids, the way I punish and handle Ezra doesn't work with Temperance, and it doesn't work with Trent, so I have to adapt to each one of those different unique individuals and say, okay, with this one, I've got to do this, and with that one, I've got to do that, I'm not ready to slam that one against the wall, but otherwise, you know, <laughs> but you have well, to... Stay right here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you were you and I were chatting a couple weeks ago, Will, about um, what was it, periods and and. Uh, oh, for God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got one daughter who's particularly um, not nice. Uh, the word would be evil. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. It's, it's, it's weird because my older daughter, I still remember when she first got her period, and like she started to be that stereotypical, you know, evil horns. And I looked at her, I said, 
look, there's a lot of people on this planet and you can do this to them. You ain't doing it to me. <laughs> and she didn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now this one I tried it with. Oh no, no. I, I think she had a knife in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate. I, I, um, I had, and I still do struggle occasionally with something called PMDD, which is premenstrual distress disorder, which basically means your periods are like way worse for whatever reason. And sometimes way longer. <laughs> oh my god. That's because of the IUD. Well, that's, that's not. I, I'm snipped the... now. Let's get that motherfucker ripped out because I'm getting sick of this dried up for a while thing. It's, mm. Um. Anyway, <laughs> way more information than. <laughs> I was gonna impart with you today, but anyway, when I was really young, so I, and I got my period when I was nine, so you know, pretty damn early on. I thought I was dying yeah. because they don't at the time they didn't show that whole video about what happens to girls until you were in the fifth grade. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I was a particularly heinous bitch. Um, and no, like w- was shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had (laughs) i will murder you in your sleep next time around um but my dad did not know how to handle it like he just he first off i was in a lot more pain than typically is associated like most of the time when a girl has her period you take a my doll you take ibuprofen whatever and you're fine but i was actually in enough pain to elicit like vicodin and serious hard you know harder painkillers so here i am in a lot of pain extra bitchy and everybody treats me like i'm a freaking pariah won't come near me won't comfort me i spend all day in the bathroom like curled up in a little ball like i'm some kind of you know leper so i'm just saying don't do that i don't know where i was headed i i had a track and i just totally it you, derailed well, you, i saw that you train shared crash. some the people things are still i wasn't ready for that yeah <laughs> um yeah, I have no idea where you. I don't know. <laughs> I had. I know I had a point. It's gone. I know I did when I started. I'm, I'm trying to save it and rebound it, but it's just, it's, it's not just gone. I think you should probably cut that whole thing out, and we'll just. <laughs> that was weird. So Izzy, it sounded dramatic. It, yeah, I knew. Th- I know there was a point. I there think really maybe, was. Maybe it was like you you were likening it to the Mad Max movie that Izzy just no. saw. That that's what it's like in your insides. There's people just like mourning. That- Maybe actually yes, no? fits, but not not where <laughs> I was headed. I'm sure. So, um, Izzy, if I remember correctly, you took both your sons to see Mad Max, correct? No, I didn't. My, it's funny, dude. My kids are. It's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna prepare you for something. There's <laughs> gonna come a time where they don't want anything to do with you. And uh, yeah. As, as yeah. sad as sad as it sounds, and as sad as I was, like, no, my kids. Like, invi- I'll invite them to the movie. They'll they'll want to go. No, they would rather do other stuff. My my wife to bribed them to go run errands with her today. Was like, I'll, I'll we'll stop and get ice cream, dude. That doesn't even work anymore. So, I think I think my kids are the age where I would have loved for them to see that movie with me, and I would have been totally fine with them sitting there watching it. I they. Like the violence, for me, my kids uh, have I've taught them about violence from an early age. My son plays sports, so he he knows about violence. They play video games for a long time. They're not out there bullying anybody or hurting anyone. 
And I think it's healthy to teach them what's real and what's not and what's fantasy and what's not. And um, so, so no, they didn't go see it with me, but I would have totally taken, t- taken them. Oh, sad panda. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm fully aware of that situation only because I went through it myself with my parents. Because I'm very close with both my parents, and I was very close. And then there was a period of time where I didn't want to be very close with them and couldn't really put my foot finger onto why, but it was just like, okay, I had no. no. Um, and so, yeah, I, I get it. Um, but it was like something you said, though, kind of really struck, up, uh, struck something in my head. It was like you have made an effort to show your kids or teach your kids or instruct them about violence or this or that and why these things are, you know, like it's, it's a movie. My, my mom and I have a huge disconnect on movies. She doesn't like any movies with um, what she considers gratuitous cussing or gratuitous sex scenes or gratuitous anything else, so on and so forth, which is totally fine. She's got her sets of movies that she likes to listen to. She or not listen to, but watch. Um, she's got these different things that she likes to, um, you know, she's there's, there's things up that she enjoys. I don't particularly like them. I prefer, you know, these other types of movies where they show all this different stuff. And she's just like, well, I just, why do they have to do that? And I just looked at her. I'm like, well, let me ask you this. If somebody breaks into your house and wants to take your money, are they going to ask pretty, pretty, please put, you know, go get your purse and give me all your cash. Nine times out of ten, that kind of a person's going to be more on the seedy side. They're going to be like, listen, you fucking bitch, or whatever. Give me all your fucking money. You know, they're not going to be like, now, now, if you, if, it would be wonderful if you could walk back into that bedroom ever so nicely and just give me your purse, please. I'm going to take your wallet. It'll be a nice little exchange. But it's, it's not how they operate. So you can't effectively do a movie that might contain those kind of characters if you're going to try to turn them into this... This 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 just not not um what's not offensive realistic no not even, oh. no no just not offensive not offensive character because those kinds of characters are offensive and in my opinion in movies like that those kind of characters if they're meant to be offensive should be offensive because you need to get that whole point across of like you know especially trying to tell a story that what this person is doing is wrong how are you going to do that if they're like the nicest fucking person on earth right <laughs> so. You know, and she and she understands that. She's like, okay, well, I get that. She's like, I still don't like it. Though. I'm like, oh, it's totally cool. You don't like it. Fine, don't like it. That that's fine. You love the what was it uh, the sound of music or something like that. I can't stand that fucking bullshit. Um, oh, but you know what? It's your, what you enjoy. So more power to you. Um, hell, I she loves Barry Manilow. Like it's like been her Barry Manilow is, is what to her what Nirvana is to me. It's something that got her through high school and got her through her teenage years. And she just has a really she will always love Barry Manilow's music. I Even w- when he came out as gay, which really, really surprised us. Surprised us. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't expecting her to be okay with that, but that's another topic completely. But so much so that my mom loves Barry Manilow enough that I happened to come, come across a Barry Manilow record at a Goodwill that was still factory sealed, like it had never been opened. Uh, not like it was reassured. I mean, it was, you could tell it was just, it had all the markings. It had never, ever once been touched or opened. And I proudly walked up to the front counter, bearded man in a flannel, you know, <laughs> slapped down a Barry Manilow record. And this chick kind of looks at me like, what the fuck are you into? <laughs> and I paid the two or three bucks, whatever it was, to get this vinyl out the door at Goodwill. And I gave it to my mom for Mother's Day. And she pro- she considers it like one of the best Mother's Day-, Mother's Day gifts I've got her in a long time because it's something that's meaningful to her. It's something that she enjoys. So if it's something that you enjoy, you know, 
why do we judge other people for that? Or, or you know, I, I can't hate on her for for liking that. It's what she's into, and it's not hurting anybody. And she exposed me to that, and I know that. And so that's fine. We we I just I know we can connect there. We don't have to necessarily like what the other person likes, but we can we I can still appreciate. That's what I was looking for. I can appreciate the fact that she likes Barry Manilow, um, and and extend that olive branch, so to speak. And it's like so. You know, and and with some kids, like with uh, with Tempe, is super scared about imagery. Really gets her. Yeah. So imagery is really rough on her. So if you have, even like Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is chintzy, cheesy, tame, tame. I mean, there's the awesome, awesome. Yes. I haven't gotten to any of the awesome bits yet. We're not past season two. (laughs) Give them just a little bit longer. You're talking to somebody who's a Buffy virgin. (laughs) I'm making my, I'm popping my Buffy cherry right now. Um, I'm watching. Yeah, we're in season two. It's not a bad show. I think it probably would have stuck better with me had I watched it when it was all coming out. But that's when that's when we watched it. Yeah. So, um, but. That movie, that or that show, I we can't. Even though it's tame, there's nothing in it. We can't watch that when Temperance is around because we will be up for the next three weeks with just these nightmares. raging fucking nightmares yeah. of hers. Uh, because imagery gets her really heavily. Like you can actually, like you know, she can talk about vampires, werewolves, mm-hmm. everything. She knows all. You know, she knows more lore. Yeah, almost than I do. But she can't see it. When she sees it, it freaks her out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's imagery for her. Whereas with um. With like with Ezra, anything that's a sudden shock to him, like so, it, if you were to take him to see like Paranormal Activity, or not that I'm saying I have because I haven't, but it, those kinds of things where it's it's like the loud bangs and booms and the you know the screaming, it's it's, it's those it's those, the shock fear that stuff gets him all the time. But you you sit down and I've been watching stuff with him that would normally you know make most kids piss their pants as far as the imagery is concerned from a very early age, doesn't bother him a bit. And, um, you know, so we've had, we have to adapt with the kids and, <clears throat> but we've made those active decisions of, okay, well, with this one, you know, he understands this, he comprehends this, I can actually ask him questions about it and he can intelligently respond to me and not just, you know, and, and, and show me that he understands what's going on, the actual plot lines behind all this other stuff. So yeah, it's totally cool if he watches it. Um, but we had to, we we have to seriously adapt that. I'm not sure where Trent's going to fall on that spectrum yet. It's still too. Young. I can already tell you he's he's pretty okay with scary imagery. Mm-hmm. He doesn't bat an eyelash. Unless it's bugs. Bugs, yeah, he's not so. He's big not so on big on bugs. bugs so spiders, what, bugs. Well, that's like Samantha, my little one. She's now she's fine, but she used to be really bad. She'd see anything scary. She'd be like you said, be up for weeks. She'd be in the middle of the bed. Every freaking night. Now she's just, you know, like, oh, when's Insidious 3 come out? <laughs> <laughs> but see, a... my, my oldest daughter, Skylar, she has always, always loved horror movies. And I think it's my fault. When she was about <laughs> two or three, I got home from work early one day, and she was up at my uh, mother-in-law's house, and they, she was watching her for a little while. I came in and sat out for a few minutes, and I think I was, I know, I was watching Aliens. I get up, go to the house, walk up to the house, get Skylar, bring her home. I don't even think about it. I sit her in the living room and I go to do the dishes. <laughs> Next thing I hear is that scene with Bill Paxton screaming, <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. You want some of this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. I go running in there and she is just sitting there with those little big eyes looking at the screen with the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, I've just created a demon. And ever since <laughs> she has loved shit like that. But if I always, when I, 
I always research movies before she watches them. Yep. Even now, it's like, okay, she kept bugging the shit out of me. I mean, she's 14. She kept bugging the shit out of me to watch American Horror Story because everybody at school watches it. Yep. And finally, I was like, look, I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to say one way or another. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's called plausible de- deniability. Your mother comes up to me. I'm going to say, Psh, I didn't tell her to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, sir. It's, consider this a Black Ops mission. <laughs> exactly. You might want- I've seen it. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same TV rating as The Walking Dead, even though there is more sex on American Horror Story. Yeah, quite a bit more. But like, Two weeks ago, she texts me. I'm, I'm at work on a forklift, and I look at my phone. She goes, can I watch American Psycho? And instantly, I thought about the scene with the two hookers in no. the bed. I went, no. uh, hell, fuck, no. <laughs> she just I don't know. Me. That might teach her a lot about what men are capable of. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, she you can at least guarantee that she would never go on a blind date without telling you first. Well, true, but good Lord. I was just like, really? American Psycho? No. I'm not ready to sign off on that one. No, American, hey, uh, American Psycho <laughs> convinced me that I should never go on a date without informing everyone I know. <laughs> like, like name, address, phone number, like, know your background on people. <laughs> yeah, so Izzy, what, what, what kind of stuff are your kids into or you let them into that maybe might seem not acceptable to some? <laughs> <laughs> Both, um, my kids play Grand Theft Auto. Um, I, 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 I kept it away from him for a long, long time. And it became one of those things like my friend, my friends are playing it. My friends are online. Well, your friends, their parents don't care. No, they don't care. We're just, we're just going on. We're, we're having fun. We're, we're playing. Oh, I know that's um, Yeah. And so, They'll they'll play that. They'll play the Call of Duty, Fallout uh, games. We th- they watch. We, like we try our best to keep them away from like extreme violence and extreme um, sex. Like if we're watching something and, and there's rape in it, or if there's like just gratuitous sex, we just try not to watch that stuff w- with them. But I know that you know they have access to Netflix. Mm. They both have phones. So for mm. me to have any assumption that I'm keeping anything away from them that they want to see, it's silly for me to think that. Uh, I can remember a couple years ago when my old my oldest son Christian was. I found out he had watched Two Girls One Cup. And I I have never even seen that. And my my attitude towards those kids is to let them know that anything you want to watch is available on the internet. Any sort of murder video, any sort of horror video, any porn video, it's all out there. But the thing is, when you watch those, the image that you watch you're going to have a hard time getting it to leave your head once it's in there. That certain th- certain images that you put into your head, you just can't shake or, or get away from. And so I, I've just tried to, been, tried to be smart and not so strict about 
what they can and can't see, just educating them about expectations and about how to handle it healthy, mm-hmm. uh, in a healthy way. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I really appreciate hearing that from another parent because that's the same way we do things. And Well, um, and I think we we were a lot more rigid. Earlier we've lightened on, up. We've lightened, we've lightened up, up, yes. But there are still lines. Like he, oh, yeah. he, he was going through uh, the Amazon Prime stuff and he goes, did you watch Kill Bill? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> He's like, good, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if Ezra watched that without my permission, I'm going to put my foot so far up his ass. <laughs> and it's not because, in that respect, it's not because necessarily because of what it, the movie is. It's just that I, I've, I've, like you said, I've been very open and honest with him about, hey, look, you come to me and you ask or you talk to me about this first because he's at the age now where he's still, you know, as he gets older, I'll start to let, even let that go and just be like, hey, it's your own, you know, if you can't sleep or whatever, this affects you, it's it's on you kind of a thing. Um, but right now it's just you come and you ask me and if I say no and you want to know why, ask me why and I'll explain it to you and, I can, and I'll give you a brief rundown or overview of, of what content in there makes me feel that you're just not ready for it right now. Um, and, and so... But we have people that are consistently looking at us like, wait, no, why would you let him, you know, how can, what? And it it confuses them. But the way I look at it is, is that I remember as a child what my parents tried to hide from me or tried to keep from me or keep me from doing. I did all of them and I got into all of it. I remember uh, Vanilla Ice, (laughs) stupid as this sounds, Vanilla Ice was a huge no-no in my household because of that song Hooked. (laughs) Right, <laughs> the song "Hooked," where he's talking about his best friends, is just stuck on this chick because you know he just wants the pussy, and it, it. So nope, that was just that was above my pay grade as far as they were concerned. Vanilla Ice was not allowed. Blah 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 blah. Dude next door gets a Vanilla Ice tape because his parents don't give a fuck. Um, and <laughs> you, I, I happen to have this really nice double tape deck radio my dad got me for my birthday, and I had some blank cassettes. I was like, hey. Come on over. So put it in there, put it in there, hit record. I'm now the proud new owner of Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and I wore the shit out of that tape, as, as embarrassing as that might be to admit or whatever. But it was stuff like that. You know, there, I knew I had friends that I knew. Their parents were like, you know, toss the kids in the basement with a pizza and hope to God all ends up well the next morning. Uh, <laughs> and you can watch whatever you want. So if, you know, oh, can I go stay at so-and-so's house? Or, go, you know, we're just going to go over there and hang out and play. Okay, go over there and we'd watch it. And, and you know, so... I, I, I still got into it, but I would have appreciated more, um, especially with some of the younger stuff, because back when my my parents were heavy into the church and I was heavy into the church and all that, a lot of the um, the horror and the things that were that dealt with poltergeists and, and, and that kind of stuff really, really fucking freaked me out because I had this whole like this like really vivid view of like heaven and hell and the devil is this being. And so I was like scared shitless of anything that had to do with like demonic or possession or this, that, and that shit wigged me out. And I would literally, you know, if I saw something like that, I, I, I would like just have nightmares or couldn't sleep or would wake up. It was just, it was bad. Um, and then as I got older and started kind of learning more about this kind of about, you know, and figuring out my, for myself, what I did and didn't believe about the religious stuff and, and, and the spiritual stuff, et cetera. That thing, those things were no longer scary to me. Um, but I mean, that shit freaked me out. And it, it's one of those things that, you know, if you, it, it's like, even like Freddy Krueger, 
if that you know, I, I go back and watch Freddy Krueger now. I can appreciate it for what it is, you know, as far as what what it is as a movie, as a film. But I don't. It's not scary to me. It's not like oh my god, there's a thing in his dreams that can kill you. Slash, slash you know, I don't. Cause I don't. I don't believe in that, right? But I can still appreciate it as a good scary flick. <clears throat> so. I wish there had just been a little more honesty with my parents to me about this kind of stuff and not just, well, you know, it's, it's, it's naughty and eyes of the Lord or that kind of explanation for it. So as rigid as my parents were on some things, mm-hmm. I vividly remember going to see What's Love Got to Do With It when I was, I, I'd have to look up the year it was released, but I want to say it was like nine or ten. And I don't know if you guys know what that movie is. <laughs> no clue. It's Tina Turner, right? It's Tina the Turner. Tina Turner oh, story. Oh, that one where he rapes and beats. Yeah. 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 It's a rough freaking movie for that age group. But my mom, my, I, okay. So my maiden name is Turner. I wanted to change my name to Tina since I was in kindergarten. Like I idolized her like big time. I wanted to be a singer. I, I mean, I just loved that woman. And, um, but I didn't know anything about her. And when that movie came out, I was like, I have to go see. I have to understand. And my mom warned me. She's like, this is some serious stuff. This woman did not have a pleasant life. You're going to see things that you are not going to understand. And bless her Mormon heart. She she took me to see it. It was rated R. Mm-hmm. And she took me to see it. And we had a lot of talks afterward about, you know, spousal abuse and drugs and alcohol and what things do to people and all this stuff so i think that given the right context you can let your kids watch almost anything um but it's really about how you talk to them about it and how whether or not you can explain it to them and that's the other thing too is if you can explain it to them and they can understand it then you you can make the decisions that way and and you, you can make it happen, but you've, you, that's the other thing. Is, it's like the, having the sex talk. You have to be willing, no matter if it's awkward or not for you, to have those conversations with your children. You can't just always expect them to, you know, I said don't do that, so don't do that. I mean, even I'm guilty of that from time to time, but it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, they're like they're going to get into it. They're, they're going to find a way to get access to what, especially if you make it taboo, mm-hmm. then they're going to want it that much more. You know, they're going to, it's, it's like with Ezra, I've, you know, I don't have him on a, on a quote unquote kids profile on Netflix. I've just told him very honestly that I, I'm putting my trust in you right now, that you know what you are and are not allowed to watch. And you know that if something seems outside of those boundaries that you're supposed to contact me and ask me about it and we can have a conversation about that. And as long as you don't break those rules, I will continue to do so. But you also need to understand that Netflix tracks what you watch, what you watch. I have certain hardware in the household that watches the internet connection and also tracks what you do, because oh, yeah. this is what I am. It's, I'm, I'm a tech person. It's what I it's what I live. So if I want to find out what you've been doing, I'm going to have the ability to do so. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> just just understand <laughs> that if you're real with me, I will be real with you, and I and we can have this respectful thing. And there was one time where he watched something without asking me about it. Because he was, quote unquote, allowed to by his mom's boyfriend at her house. And I'm like, no offense to him, no offense to her, because she wasn't around. But he, this particular person that she was with at the time, 
was not in a headspace of having children. He happened to be with a woman who had children, but his headspace was not around kids. And I don't even remember what, what the hell the movie was. I don't um, either right now, but I but remember was I was pretty like, It was really? definitely not something that he should have been watching at all, and he, even the remotest form. And he, and he watched the entire thing by himself here at my place, right? And so at that point in time, I locked the internet connection down from the, from the time that, right around the time that Jody and I left for work until we got home, you go ahead and try to surf the internet in this house. It's not going to do a goddamn thing for you. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, and I locked him out of it, and I passed for protected the Netflix accounts just in case. He Looper. Was that what it was? It was Looper. Okay. And we hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, we hadn't seen it yet. That's why yeah. we, weren't, we weren't sure what it was about. Because um, that's the other thing, too, is we will always screen yeah. it first, and then we watch it first. Okay, yeah, you can watch it, or no, no, you can't. Um, and so he got locked the hell down. And it, was, it was about a month. That I, because he was getting mouthy about it, so I kept pushing it out and pushing it out and pushing it out. I'm like, well, as soon as you can shut up and just understand you fucked up and move on, I will give you this back. And he finally did, and we finally got it back to him, and he's been good about it now. And he's been lately, he's been power loading the Gilmore Girls, so <laughs> which has, I mean, TV, but it's got sex and oh, yeah. talks about sex, and, oh, yeah. uh, but it's always in a very frank uh, discussion format. It's not like. Totally banged a chick last night. Yeah. Awesome. Huh? Smell my fingers, bro. No, yeah. <laughs> it's none of that shit, right? So, <laughs> if you're gonna learn about sex in the media, you might as well have Lorelai and Rory Gilmore teaching you about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think he'll. I think he'll appreciate sex from a female perspective a lot more from having watched the show. Yeah. I honestly believe that, which sounds a little corny, but um, you know. I think it's important for boys to understand how females view sex and for females to understand how males view sex at an early age because it just puts it in a whole different perspective for you. Because to understand that, oh, the way I think about this isn't the way that everybody thinks about this. Yeah, that is a a good motto to have. Yeah. I don't know if we can have much else. I mean, we can keep going on, but I think we're kind of I think we can keep saying the same thing like we have been, (laughs) but... (laughs) So, um, is there anything else you guys want to add? No, just that uh, it was awesome to finally be on a podcast with Slacker Jedi. <laughs> Same here. He will on the podcast with you, Izzy. Yeah, man. Um, the the mediocre nation has has uh, brought to my attention a lot of cool people, and over the years, he's definitely been one of the ones that is a. Uh, you know, is out there and he's supportive and he's a good dude. He's a, he's another father out there. So, you know, not that we chat or anything like that, but as, as one father to another and one member of the, of the nation to another, it's awesome to see, uh, to see people out there like yourself. Thank you, sir. You too. And, um, Izzy, you, you do a couple of shows, don't you? Oh, just a couple. Just yeah. a few. <laughs> well, why don't you, yeah, why don't you tell us about I, him? I think Joel has more more than me, but I yeah, I, I'm sitting there and I'm I tackle a lot. I do tells from the hard side, which you guys can find on iTunes and Stitcher. It's a podcast that has featured family members. It's featured comedians, documentarians, authors. It's featured. Just anybody and everybody that that I've wanted to have on and talk. And Justin is one of those people that was on, and it was an awesome podcast. And uh, I also do another podcast called On the Block, 
which is not a Big Brother podcast. It's a po- podcast with <laughs> oh, Scott <man>. Epic. <laughs> and uh, the name was recently stole by former mem- former contestants on the show Big Brother, uh, because I guess there's a segment on Big Brother where the, they're on the block for something, and they they were doing it on YouTube, decided to release this podcast on iTunes, uh, I guess did not search the name on iTunes and put it out there. And so, well, uh, I, I'll, I'll just interject there. And I, I think I, I'm actually looking at it from more of a perspective. I think they probably did search the name on iTunes. They saw that you were getting a little bit of traction because um, it's not very far off from yours. I mean, they just like they, they had put added pod to the end of it just so that they could get it onto the, you know, up and up and online. Um, but I also think that they're, I think it was probably a calculated move as well too, because the reaction that you were given at first was exactly what they wanted from the way they were responding. Um, which is why I think you and I chatted a bit. I'm like, don't feed the trolls, man. Don't feed the trolls. Cause it's just gonna, <laughs> it's gonna blow so, up from there. It's so hard not to dude. I was filled with rage. Yeah, when, I know. When, like that, that day when I was communicating with that guy, I was honestly filled with such rage that I haven't been filled with for years because I've tried to tried to calm myself over the years and learn how to deal with a lot of anger and angst that I used to have. But man, I I tell you what, if that guy would have been in front of me, I really would (laughs) have been, it would have been hard for me not to punch his lights out. But, um, so that's another podcast I do with Scott Epic. We release it once or twice a month. Um, on iTunes and Stitcher, and it's just a conversation with friends catching up, um, usually recorded either on his porch, in his studio, or in my studio, or we even go downtown and record at a pub sometimes. Um, and then I help with a podcast called Gym City Podcast, which I'm, I have two podcasts tomorrow I'm recording, and it's a local Dayton, Ohio podcast that uh, I do production on a storyteller type podcast that allows bands to come on and I don't really interview them I do, it's mainly a lot of editing and post production that I do but I've actually started interviewing certain personalities from the area and I'll have some of those podcasts on on Tales from the Hard Side but yeah Gym City Podcast is a cool endeavor uh, my years of podcasting and podcasting knowledge has allowed me to go in with this attitude of not wanting to take control or have ego on on a on a project that I'm more about community and about helping collectively let's build this together and there's a few podcasts that have been popping up in the Dayton area that other people might go oh don't support other podcasts that's not my attitude at all this is not a competition people are going to listen to what they want to listen to this is a la carte uh, entertainment now and if somebody's into something that I'm into maybe hey go check it out if you end up not listening to my show because you f- find too many shows uh, okay that's fine but um, I, I think it's important to support the community of podcasters out there um, I don't think it's a competition this isn't something that we we can't look and help each other out with and I've always tried to maintain that throughout the years so yeah gym city podcast is the last one i do and uh i appear on a bunch of different podcasts when i can and uh i'm so glad to get to talk to jody finally <laughs> you and me oh, both yeah. I'm, i really enjoyed it 
Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. I don't have a set a, a awesome setup like you guys do. Like sometimes I don't know how well it comes out on the on the other side, um, but like the quality of a podcast you guys have re, uh, have started and to see you continue to put it out every Monday, like it's become one of those podcasts for me that it goes right into the rotation now because. Now I know you guys. I, I hear you every week. I hear the the stress and frustration of of dealing with kids and <laughs> starting a new venture where you're where you're you're going out on your own and you're selling houses and then Justin's out of town. Like as podcast listeners, like I'm right there along with you guys in your journey, and I appreciate the quality of a show you guys put out. Well, and I, I have to say, I really appreciate the feedback from you too on that because uh, you're one of the uh, you're one of the people in the community that I've definitely were an inspiration, at least to me. I can't speak for Jody, but definitely for us, uh, for me, as um, what I wanted to you know to to, to do is you know, just just somebody. You're a chill dude. You're really cool. You, you know, and I love like you know just as an aside, I love it when you have like your kid like Christian on. Those have been some yeah. great episodes. I love those, and then also. With the on-the-block stuff, I love it when you're out and about in the public because some of the random conversations and shit you guys get into, it's just, it's beautiful. It's actually gotten me to the point where I've picked up a Zoom now and I want to start doing more of the, um, we're gonna, I'm trying to start doing more of the random out and about stuff. I haven't you gotten picked Jody. picked it up last summer. <laughs> I haven't gotten Jody talked into it yet and I've been busy, but it's, <laughs> the first step is getting the hardware, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, all right, all right. And we've been we've been vocal supporters for for, for of you from the beginning. I mean, as early when we first discovered you and all that. So we, we love you a lot, buddy. So it's the feelings reciprocal or mutual, I guess is what I want to say. So reciprocal, yeah, man. Mutual. Yeah, whatever. Either one will work, I, yeah, think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it all works. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Slacker Jedi, what about you, buddy? What have you been up to, or what are you up to, or you you used to podcast do a podcast? Yeah, we've talked about that. I've done a podcast in the past. I did the, the one with Big Steven and Waffle Slayer, and that went, well, that just self-imploded or exploded either way. <laughs> but my podcast, The Slack Attack, it, like I said, I forgot how many episodes I got up to, but I had a real crap computer back then, and it shit the bed, and I just couldn't do it anymore. But I have been thinking about bringing it back like I've talked to you, Justin, about because mm-hmm. I have a better computer now and a little bit better setup, and I'm thinking about bringing it back. But what? the other episodes of the Slack Attack, as you you saw, are still on iTunes. So if anybody wanted to go check them out, yep, like six or seven episodes, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Six or, six or seven episodes, and I'm working my way through the Halloween one right now, and it's pretty it's pretty awesome. So um, that was one of my favorites, the one with Cat. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good show so far. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, and um, it's it's uh, I have to say this whole podcasting thing is it's been great for us because it's allowed us to reach out and meet parents that we normally wouldn't be able to talk to, like. You know, Izzy, you live in Ohio, so there's no way, you know, in my normal day-to-day tra- travels, I'm not going to sit there and have a chat with a dude from Ohio <laughs> about what he does with his teenage boys. And so I think I really appreciate this whole this network we're starting to build up of different people and listeners and friends and all that where we can get all these different... Well, and people that parent a little bit like us yeah. and, and talk like us and understand us when we say silly things. I mean, we're in Portland, which is ultra, you know, crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes some of the stuff we say d- doesn't go over quite so well. But we're also we live in out in an out in a city outside yeah. of Portland that's ultra not crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of a weird mixture. So Sl- soggy? No, it was uh, the opposite of crunchy. Stick up the ass. This is, this is you know cons- just conservative. <laughs> I mean really. Um, 
but you know, it's been really great to interact with the listeners and whatnot. So I just I appreciate you know the the input from both you guys and feedback and all that. And um, Salahar has been good about contacting me whenever he finishes an episode and like, dude, I fucking loved it, or letting us know what he thought and all that. So I really appreciate the uh, feedback. And speaking of feedback, if you want to contact us, we you have can, ways to do that. Yeah, you could you can email us. Yeah. It's Jody at badparentingpodcast.com or justin at badparentingpodcast.com or if you want both of us at the same time which all of a sudden sounded kind of dirty it's grounded (laughs) at badparentingpodcast.com and then we have a voicemail line it's 503-609-0375 i always cringe when you do that because i don't want you to actually get out my personal (laughs) number (laughs) and uh we have a website which you would probably guess is badparentingpodcast.com yep Face, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. If you search for Bad Parenting Podcast, we're on there. So we're available in all the regular places. And please, 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 um, much like we, we've done it kind of live here on the air, if you like a podcast, you enjoy it, whatnot, uh, just, you know, if, even just a little simple message, it's like a little short email or um, contacting them on Facebook Messenger. Just like, hey, look, you know, I just listened to this, you know, this episode, loved it, I'm whatever. I'm shocked how much it changes my view of doing the podcast on a Saturday, remembering that people are actually, you know, mm-hmm. listening, <laughs> listening and, and enjoying. <laughs> and sometimes it's a, sometimes it's like really hard to get in the frame of mind to like go sit down and talk. Yeah, if it's been a really rough day with the kids or whatnot, then you're like, oh, I got to go in the <laughs> office now and do this. Oh boy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you, you know, support your podcast. You know, if, if you, you don't, you know, like we've always said, we don't look for anything monetary wise, or no. you know, and, and we're not hating on anybody who does or is, or anything like that. But we may in the future. We might. Yeah, you never know. But one thing that does keep, I can say, guarantee keeps every podcaster going is just knowing that people are out there that appreciate what they do and and like them. And so even just saying, hey, look, you know, good episode, or just hey thinking about you or whatever it's 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 much it's very much loved and appreciated and so i I've, I've been working really hard lately trying to make a more concerted effort to not be that person that listens to all these podcasts and doesn't say anything about it um so i've been reaching out as well too so yeah you know if you just leave some feedback if you want to and let us you know let us know what you think or contact izzy at his various outlets and uh, you're on he's online everywhere at the izzy rock you know basically um slacker you want to give out any of your contact info Oh uh, yeah, on Instagram and uh, Facebook, I'm Will Slacker, and then on Xbox, I'm Slacker Jedi. Excellent. Well then, if there's nothing else that anybody else would like to add, nope, I'm done. Okay. Well then, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad and the smelly. Speaking of random shit, kids say, Uh I forgot to bring it up on the show, but I remember now what I was going to tell you. Last, uh, I think it was last Sunday morning, I'm sitting there watching TV. Sammy walked the dog, and she comes in, and she's unhooking the dog's leash, and she looks at me straight face, and she goes, this is horrible. The cat gets more action than I do. (laughs) And I go, I I pause the TV and I look at her. I go, what? And then my wife's in the bathroom and I hear her go, what the fuck? I'm like, what do you think that means? And she says, oh, the cat's more active. He climbs trees and stuff. I'm like, 
Oh, dear God, sit down. I got to talk to you. <laughs> uh, the cat gets uh, more action than I do. I mean, she said it awesome. just like that. Yep. The cat gets more action than I do. And I'm just like... And then they hear Shannon go, what the fuck? That's awesome. Oh, that's and then I explained it, and she's just like, oh, dear God. What did I say? I'm sorry. I said that to my father. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm going to have to clip that in somewhere. <laughs> God, that was so funny when she said that. Oh, that's amazing. It's all done now. Here it goes. <laughs>